how do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Join Rabbit and Red Radio Network on Patreon for exclusive shows, content, swag, and more. For the low price of $2 per month, you can join the family. So check us out at patreon.com slash network one That's patreon.com slash network the number one. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to what I guess is being dubbed as the premiere episode of Cody's Hot Seat. I guess the last episode I did didn't fucking matter or something. Anyway, tonight I have a very special guest. We uh, we are going to be discussing some very iffy and controversial topics. Um, we are going to be talking about conspiracy theories of all sorts, all kinds. I would like any and all of you who watch this live to come join us if you'd like. Call in. Talk to us in the chat. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell him he's wrong. Tell us whatever you want or agree with us. It's A-OK either which way. Anyway, on tonight's episode, we have Joey T on Cody's Hot Seat coming up right after this. Nice song selection there. Yeah, I like that. God damn. I mean, Aaron supposedly said he didn't even wasn't even proud of what he put together right there. I like that. That was actually really awesome. Ah, that's a great song. Just great, Paul. Paul, I'm not a huge fan of scores on Broadway, but that's a great song. The guitar on that is so good. Yeah, I'm I'm forgetting the name of the song. Sorry. Look, I already I took over here. I'm sorry. Nah, shut the fuck up, Joey. This is my show. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, real quick here. Uh, what show was that from? Was was uh Paul drunk when he was talking about hairy man's balls and shit? That was from your marathon fucking episode. That was wow long. That's from my <laughs> episode. I don't even fucking remember that moment. <laughs> yeah, your, your clips were from that too. Oh, I remember mine. I and remember Joey, that stuff was from the last mind jack of you that I grabbed. Yeah. That was nice. I feel honored that I got in there on the intro. It took me fucking yeah. five hours to make that goddamn <laughs> <laughs> well, five hours. Why well, want more screen time then? Come on now. Yeah. Anyway, 
Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, welcome to the premiere episode of Cody's Hot Seat. On today's episode, we've got Joey T. Hey, Joey. What's up, Cody? It's nice to meet you. I've uh, been watching you on Tales for a while now, um, and I, 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 I feel honored here. Thank but you. It, but is this really, like, truly the premiere episode? <laughs> See, that's... That's what I was thinking earlier. Like, I did one other fucking episode. I guess because everybody hated the first guest that, that, that when are like, what, we're erasing that episode from the plane of existence or something? You know what I think it is. I think it's because the first episode that we did of this was actually Tales from the Crips Presents Cody's Hot Seat. And then, if you remember, a few weeks ago, we did that last Tales from the Crips episode where we announced that we were changing everything. Mm-hmm. Elves from the Crypt was going to be a uh, like a, a an occasional thing, and Cody's hot seat. This show was, is going to be like kind of more more often of a show. So yes, I guess technically this is the premiere episode of this format. All right, so, yeah. You're the first guest. I so, feel honored. I hope I don't disappoint you. I am going to hit you with some hard questions, and I know the very first question everyone wants to fucking know: How old are you, Joey? <laughs> You you could either be like forties to fifties, or you might even be a little older with some, some hair dye or something. Man, man, I was hoping you were going to go younger. You could be thirties. I'm forty eight, like thirty nine and a half ish or something. <laughs> wow, how fucking old are you, Joey? Yeah, I'm forty eight. Oh, okay, well, uh, I feel sixty eight sometimes, but you know. Do you? <laughs> Yeah, I need to lose a few pounds. <laughs> if you let some facial hair grow in, would it all be gray? Mostly, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting I'm getting pressure from the wife to dye it. You getting pressure from your wife? Yeah, I don't know if you saw the earlier episodes of Mind Jack. Like I had a, a, a well, not a full beard, but I had more of a beard going. And yeah, it, the beard's salt and pepper. The hair, the hair's natural. The hair's still brown. Yeah, but but the beard's gone. The beard's gray. Now you said the hair is natural, so you don't have to put in no hair dye just yet. No, not for the head, but the beard. Oh, wow. I, yeah. Now, w- what about your nutsack? Is that all gray hair down there? Not yet. Nope, that's still brown. <laughs> haven't fi- haven't found any gray in any of the weird places. It's all right here. That okay? <laughs> that, hey, that, and that's why you shave up nice, right? I try. I like to keep a little bit. Little <laughs> yeah. Landing strip. Yeah, just really case, see it on this though. Just in case anybody fucks with you, you know, I got some facial hair. I'll kick your fucking right. ass. Fuck, I'll kick your ass. <laughs> I got to look like I'm from the streets. Forty-eight years on this planet. Have you been ever been in a fight before? And if so, tell me about it. Uh only involving hockey. I, I used to, hockey. Yeah, I used to play roller and ice hockey, so that was about it. No street fights. I mean, they're pushing, pushing, and shoving. Sometimes, but then usually there'd be people around that would break it up. That's it. Yeah, the only time I really threw punches was on the rink, whether it was ice or roller. Oh wow! Okay, Okay. but even that was broken up pretty quickly. Yeah, wow. As as Poe would say, (laughs) Uh, I never got a black eye. Never had any blood drawn. Right. I've taken a few shots. Right. Uh, Here's another hard hitting question. I know people would like to know how many times you've been married and divorced. Just, Just one. Mm-hmm. You, you mar- you're still married to the number one woman yeah. that you've been married to. Yeah, eighteen years, right? Holy 18, Nineteen this song. Nineteen next month. That's awesome, man. Yeah, but she's she's a good woman. She puts up with a lot of my crap. 
I, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, well, I don't even fucking know you, so I just <laughs> Anyway, um, I, I already revealed in the beginning, cold open, of what we're talking about tonight. But before we get into that stuff, if it's okay, I'd like to, you know, if, if someone's seeing this for the first time, seeing you for the first time, I want them to kind of feel like they can get to know who you are first a little bit before we dive into some hot topics tonight. So, uh, Let's go back to your childhood. Let's anything that you're comfortable with talking about from your childhood. You can start at any point. Single digits, teens, teen years. I know you said you liked hockey. Uh, wherever you want to start, tell us about your childhood. Oh God, all right. Well, uh, the earliest memories would be probably like four years old, and I was a huge Star Wars fan. Had all the figures. Had the Death Star. I was a big, big nerd for that stuff even as a little pipsqueak because uh, I was what three three when the original Star Wars came out so that was that was my thing for years and years and then I had all these toys from Star Wars up until Return of Jedi and then they were sold in a flea market <laughs> I think, Are you? no my mom's like you don't play with these anymore let's get rid of them they were sold like that and she's like, I think I made a mistake. Oh God, <laughs> that that's enough. That's something right there. That's enough to never forgive your mother for. <laughs> I still and, love her, but when I see the toys, like remember, like the old stuff for sale, and I see how much everything's going for, I'm like, damn, I wish I still had my stuff. Right. Real quick here, if I can interject, just real quick, I'm taking a look at the chat. There, we seem to have a new member in our chat room right now, and he actually says, "I'm seeing this for the first time. What's this channel all about?" Producer Mike, yeah, there's the comment right there. Producer Mike, do you want to come in real quick and give a quick lowdown of the the whole network, Robin and Red Network, real quick? Or you too busy jerking off? What are you doing? <laughs> there he is. I mean, well, this channel is shit. What the hell is it? It's a variety it's a of variety. Shows. Variety channel. I mean, we have horror, entertainment, um, what you're talking about, well, you're going to cover a lot of different stuff. Tonight you're talking about conspiracies, but I don't know, you know, what else you're going to get into. You're going to, I guess, talk to a bunch of different people at some point. What the fuck is that face? You look super, I don't know what the fuck. I'm I just, I, I'm just, I'm thinking about how this episode's going to go after the initial ball tickling segment where we're getting to know <laughs> I, I think the, the, the best answer I can give is, yeah, like you said, we got horror shows. We've got shows that talk about uh, other stuff like sports, politics, stuff. I don't, actually, there's no politic talk, is there? Yeah. Now? Is no. there? No. No, I'm, I'm trying to get that for the Patreon exclusive shit. Oh, but okay. I don't, I don't think politics is going to take off because Poe doesn't want to get political, if you know what I mean. Politics <laughs> and political. Okay. Um, and then uh, to answer, what? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, then to answer this guy's more direct question, uh, this channel Mike it just answered that, and then this this show that you're watching here right now, this is more of a um, I, I I have no filter. I like to interview people, anyone that I can get on the show, uh, and we just talk about um, controversial topics, uncomfortable topics, pretty much things that you don't usually see on YouTube and Twitch, things that are not PC, things that don't really. We don't really give a shit about cancel culture. At least I don't. Um, and uh, that's so that's what the show that you're watching right now. So anyway, we're going to get back to our conversation and hopefully uh, our new viewer will stick with us and uh, maybe even subscribe later on. Anyway, 
Joey, your childhood, your Star Wars. He's just said that uh, you're a big Star Wars. You get a hard on for Star Wars at all times, all times. So I wanted to ask, even I, because I'm not a Star Wars fan, a fan, but I can also admit that the first three original Star Wars, those are some great movies. Those are some classics. Who can't enjoy the original three Star Wars movies? Oh, you have to be soulless if you don't enjoy them. Right. And, uh, and, go ahead. But you know what? I've, I've, I have an appreciation for the prequels. Um, Ewan McGregor, I, well, he saved it. He saved that. I thought he was fantastic in the prequels. Uh, the Watto character from Phantom Menace was great. But after that, it, it kind of lacks. I think those three movies could have consolidated say the first two Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones I think could have been condensed into one movie make Revenge of the Sith the second movie and then have had a third like full Darth Vader film I, that's just that's my opinion on on the prequel right I, if, if it were up to me if I could have been George Lucas that's how I would have handled it right I um I'll be honest here I I never really watched the prequels because those were the ones that came out in the late nineties and early two thousands or mid something like that. Mm -hmm. I, I think because by that point in my life, I was already like, okay, I know what I want to watch and what I don't want to watch. I want to watch blood and guts, horror, scary Mm -hmm. shit, nothing else. And maybe pro wrestling, you know, that kind of shit. Um, real quick here. Uh, well, let me ask you, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Now, how old are you? I just want to know where we're at. Oh, yeah. I, you never, no one ever told you how old I, before I answer that, how old do you think I am, Joey? Uh, if I had to guess early. Don't, 30s. don't be light. Don't go light on no. me either. You're not going to hurt my feelings. No, I would say early to mid thirties. You're, Hey, you're spot on. I'm 35. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. That's close. I, uh, I would have said younger, but then I'm like, oh, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, because I'm in a group full of older men that's, you know, that's doing podcast shows and po- producing. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, you wouldn't have probably thought that I was like 21 or anything like that. No. Um, real quick here. Our uh, newer viewer did ask what's the most controversial subject we have discussed on the network. Oh boy. I think on uh, the other show, shit, I, Oh, well, actually, on the video game retrospective, I think within hour two or hour three, we ended up getting in a topic of the Resident Evil franchise. And, you know, there's a lot to be said about Resident Evil movies and TV shows and all that. You know, the Paul Anderson movies are what they are. You know, you either love them or you hate them or you're somewhere in between. You think they're just fun popcorn flicks or whatever. I personally really like the Resident Evil movies. But... Um, you know, there's a lot of talk going on right now with the new Resident Evil Netflix show. And again, you know, I just said a few minutes ago, we will discuss the things that most YouTube and Twitch content creators are not are too nutless to discuss. So I'll go ahead and say what you're not allowed to say in today's world anymore. And that's that even though I'll agree that Lance Reddick is a is a tremendous actor and I'm sure he'll do great in that role. I am so sorry about this, but the character of Albert Wesker is should not be black. He is a white German Nazi, and that's that's what I covered on the video game retrospective. Uh, new viewer, I'm calling you new viewer because I cannot pronounce what the fuck your name is. So I'm so sorry about that. What is it, Kai? Mm-hmm. Kai, do you see that? Can you see the chat, Joey? Yeah. Well, when Mike flashes it up, is that on? Uh-oh. Where's the chat at? Is that on YouTube or Facebook? 
or someplace else. Yeah, I believe this man is on Twitch. Oh God, I didn't even know Rabbit was on Twitch. Yeah. Oh Jesus. All right, let me see. Do I still have that app? Kylevin Kylevin the CV. What? Kyle? I'm sorry, I don't know what to call you. I'll just call you. Oh, Kyle V and the CV. Okay, I'll just call you Kyle V then, if that's okay. Um, but yeah, I um, and 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 I always I said this on the last episode. I'll say it on this episode. My opinions on the race swapping issue is my own. It's not Rabbit and Red's opinions. Uh, it's not necessarily Joey's opinion or anyone else's. I just truly believe. And like I said, I I think Lance Reddick will kill it as Albert Wesker. I I know he will. He's a great actor. But I'm sorry, I just don't believe in race swapping for original characters, especially a character like Albert Wesker, who's a, supposed to be a white German Nazi. But anyway, you can go to uh, Crossing the Streams. Uh, presents a video game, a retro video game discussion. That episode we just posted last weekend. Uh, you can watch that for more info on that. We're gonna get back to Joey T on tonight's episode. Sorry. Yeah. No, that, that's all good, dude. Your show, I'm here for the ride. Yeah. Um, but I was just listening to a podcast, and I, now I haven't seen any of this evidence, but you're, but you're talking about the race swapping thing. Supposedly, there's been other movies, and even they uh, they uh, that were that are supposed to be historical that they are doing race and even like gender swapping, which. A lot of people say that movies and TV are total propaganda. They're looking to rewrite history and they're using this format because that's what everybody's into to rewrite it. It, They're doing that to just keep people confused. Uh I I wasn't expecting that one. So now I can't remember one of the things that they were talking about. But yeah, supposedly that's a thing now that they're to, to screw with history. They're taking... Uh, white characters and or, or white historical figures and having black character or black black actors even yeah. fe- swapping male and female genders like, yeah I, I don't understand just and let history and, be history right and i'll tell you this uh well real quick here kyle v uh feel free to comment all the time in our chat and ask us any questions i keep a close eye on my chat and i will uh acknowledge your questions and it's okay just you know if we we go until we're done. And, you know, it, it's completely fine. He says, I'll shut the fuck up and stop. No, don't. Shut no, the- dude. Join that, in. Yeah, join in our conversation. I believe our producer will, will eventually throw up a number on our screen here eventually. We all have an open call line. If you want to call in and have a, a discussion with us voice to voice on any of our topics, you are also more than welcome to do that. Um, if it takes some time, I, uh, I'll i just spit it out here. It's uh, 215 215- Two four zero seven eight three nine. If you'd like to join, two one five two four zero seven eight three nine. There it is. Yeah, there it is. Right on the screen. Kyle, feel free to call in if you if you feel comfortable talking on a podcast. Uh, it, it's up to you, buddy. But anyway, um, and so here's the thing: when, when you say that in the wrong group of people about, well, I'm not a fan of race swapping characters. The first thing anyone wants to say to you is, "You're racist." That's racist. I don't care what you say. That's racist. But here's the thing. I would not be okay if they did it the other way around either. As a matter of fact, I might actually be more annoyed if they did it the other way around. Could you imagine if they made a reboot of uh, Beverly Hills Cop and Axel Foley was a white Caucasian fanny pack wearing motherfucking nerd? No, it would be weird. You, like, you just can't. 
You can't do it. Um, I don't know, but there's also some movies that shouldn't be remade. Was I okay with Sam Jackson and Marvel? I'm sorry, I didn't see that movie, so I don't know. But I probably the answer is probably no. I probably wouldn't have been okay with it. <laughs> but see, yeah, that's the thing, Joey. Like th- th- that's not the narrative right now. You know, we're not. We're supposed to believe that us, the white community, are a bunch of fucking idiots. And we stumble all around and we make terrible decisions. And the best fucking respectable high pedestal human beings right now in the entire fucking world is the black community. And I'm sorry. I thought we were all supposed to believe that everyone's equal. And it should be. And I think the, the, the white male has been God. And I don't mean to sound, make this sound bad, but uh, like we've been the most abused lately in the media. I mean, I, I, I was talking about this with, people uh, like the last 10 years i have kids that at this point are in their teens one in their 20s so there's been a lot of disney channel and nickelodeon in my house for the last 20 years Mm -hmm. uh if you watch any of those shows from the early 2000s till now the dad's a moron the dad is a complete dope Basically, well, any adult is really a moron in those shows. Like, the kids know everything. The kids are the smartest thing in the world. But the dads are the worst people on the planet. The absolute worst. And I think it's just kind of, I feel like that's, again, it's part of the programming. It's to, be to make these kids think that they're smarter than the parents. Yeah. And um, I, I haven't had it with my kids yet, but I'm waiting for the day where they're like, Dad, you don't know what you're talking about. You're a big dummy. Yeah, I saw it on Hannah Montana. I saw it on your Disney Plus account, and uh, you're the dad on that show was a retard. So, dad, I think you're retarded. You know that kind of shit. And see, I'll I'll tell you a quick story that I just thought of, and I've had multiple of my female friends tell me this. I have female friends that have kids that are in their late single digits. So we're talking like anywhere between eight, nine, to all the way up to maybe twelve, thirteen years old so far. And the problem that my friends are having is that even all of these shows and movies that are supposed to be geared towards kids all have gay propaganda in it. And, and, and I get it's something else, just like the, the black race swapping thing. It's something that you're not supposed to talk about because the gender fluid, trans, LGBTQ, YZ, SYNG, all that stupid fantasy bullshit is now being pushed on to the young, young generation, our, the kids, everyone's kids. And, <laughs> yeah, okay. And I've had multiple of my friends uh, tell me over the last couple of years, like, I'm sick of it. And I don't, I'm, and she's literally like, I'm not even comfortable talking about it with anyone because I'm going to get accused of being homophobic and I'm going to get attacked and all that. But I think they're right. The, my friends, that is, they're in the right to not want their kids to be introduced to gay propaganda. I can only imagine if I had kids, I would naturally want them to be heterosexual and I would want to be a grandparent someday. But you ain't going to be that if your son's a faggot. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Go ahead, Joey. Well, I, I'm i going to agree with you on the TV part of things. Now, my kids were a little bit older before it started really appearing in the shows that they would watch. Right. So they they knew what was going on. Uh, I have a couple of gay family members. Um, nobody immediate, but you know they're still part of the family. So my kids 
know what that is. And so yeah. I, and in, in that, I don't have a problem with it. I, it's, but when you're talking about Disney or Nickelodeon, when it's being on there and it's on shows that kids as young as three, four, five, six years old are watching, that might make me feel a little uncomfortable. I don't know. Like, right. Cause I'm not, I'm not against it, but I feel like, again, it's all programming. Let, let these, like the TV's like has become too influential. And I think too many people have be, relied on it as far as like, as a babysitter. If somebody figures out as, as time goes by, figures out that that's who they are. And they're attracted to a male, which is attracted to a male, a female is attracted to a female. Great. But at that age, just, you know, have some Sesame Street, learn your ABCs, your one, two, threes. Why, why does, like, I don't think sexuality in any, it it shouldn't even be, it shouldn't be a thing. It should not be a thing. Right. That's all. Early teens, mid teens. I would say mid teens is that when you can start like thinking about it, in my opinion. I, um, and I want to reach, I want to backtrack just a little bit. I know I, some, I like to say sometimes some outrageous things just to get reactions. Um, I, he's right. It, I'm, what I'm actually against is like he said, the, the small children getting introduced to, uh, gay homo stuff and all that. Just stop with introducing that to kids. But you are right, Joey. Um, adults, I, one of my closest friends is transgender. Um, and I, I don't lie to her about, and, and I will call her, her and she, because she did go through all the transitions, all the medications, the surgery and all of that. So I will respect her um, request and her decision to be uh, identified as, as, as a woman. So that, I mean, I'm fine with that. Um, and I agree with you, like let people live, live and let live. I think the saying is, and, um, and there's, you know, that's my point. Equal rights, you know, like, what was it a couple of years ago? A couple of years, two, two, three years ago, the black community was all like, no lives matter until black lives matter. That was one of the most toxic fucking statements that anyone could be making because like, no, you're not supposed to be putting yourselves up on pedestals. You're supposed to just get people to understand that you deserve the same amount of respect, admiration, and, uh, and courtesy as everyone else does. And I do wholeheartedly agree with that. I just don't like the idea of, like you said, propaganda, uh, toxicity, you know, um, almost brainwashing to a certain extent. Mm. It, 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 like I said, it happens sometimes with the black propaganda. It happens sometimes with the gay propaganda and you don't, you don't see hardly in almost anything, although it's not like uncommon as you don't hardly ever see handicapped characters anymore. You see it sometimes, Every once in a great while, but that's the thing. Each movie, oh, <laughs> I was just gonna say, I would like to see handicapped characters in films just so they could get killed off. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, our producer is a little on edge tonight. Um, he almost accidentally downloaded McGaffey internet security, and he is against McGaffey, he's racist against McGaffey. I guess he hates the Irish, yeah. I guess that I guess <laughs> what it is, but um, no, I just hate everybody here. But yeah, like, you know, in, in big production t- television shows and movies, you always got to have that diversity, which, by the way, I think that's good. You, you know, you have your white characters, your black characters, female and sometimes gay characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now you don't have the, the handicapped community is not in the spotlight, which we don't deserve to be. There's we're 
nothing's wrong with our lives. We're we're okay. I don't want them to be in the spotlight fucking ever. For real. The second that you put cripples in the spotlight, the world is going to go to hell. And imagine, okay, if a person was black, crippled, and gay, that's like three strikes they're out. What are you talking about? That's blockbuster right there. That's Oscar winning. Yeah. That, that, that is. That's blockbuster that's, shit. No, the possible person you could be. That's the, did you say that's okay. the worst possible person you could be? I think that's what he said. Correct. That is what I said. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, we got off on a little sidetrack there, but yeah, um, fucking because oh, because Kyle asked what was the most controversial topic that we brought up. So there you go. There's your long-winded answer. <laughs> yeah. We just went down a huge fucking <laughs> tangent on it again. What's this? If they ever use handicapped people in movies, they will just be regular people acting handicapped. You're right. That's true. I didn't think about that really. It's like you know a black per cap. As it in a black cat. I'm gonna start calling you Poe. I'm calling you Poe. Hijacking the show. Anyway, um, a black actor cannot pretend to be a black character. I mean, well, back in the day you could. You could be dress up like blackface, you could be a white guy, you know. I by the way, I miss the blackface gimmick. I do because it was funny. It was funny, and Joey, come on, you got to back me up on this because you're older than I am. Back then, <laughs> I'm not that old. You, you're 48. I'm 35. You're almost 15 years older than me. Yeah, but I wasn't walking around when the minstrel shows were going on. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime. You were old. Hey, that's enough. before my time. You were old enough to take your first girlfriend to go see the Kentucky Fried movie. And that was directed <laughs> by John Landis, I believe. But anyway, I digress. Um, you know, but it, uh, fucking the blackface character back in the, what was it popular in the 80s, 90s? What? You know, you, you don't know what I'm talking No, I'm, I'm not talking about the hateful, ver I'm talking about like what they would do on an, In Living Color or Saturday Night Live or Mad TV back then. Like people would dress up like in blackface character. Uh, Howard Stern did it a couple of times back then. Has society erased your memory too, Joey? Well, all right. I remember Stern doing it, but Stern would almost when he would do it, it was way back into like the like that thirties, twenties, thirties look. Uh, yeah. No, like yeah. Uh, honestly, with the eighties, the worst thing I can think of right now is that was it C. Thomas Al who did Soul Man. Mm. He like OD'd on like tanning pills or some crap. Okay. So yeah. he could look black and get uh like a college scholarship or something. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, my point was is that back then if you put a blackface character that was played by a white actor on a comedy show, no one would really give a shit. Even the black people would laugh at them. And I've had conversations with older black people in the last few years, and they they even say like this whole BLM bullshit in the last couple. It's bullshit. It's stupid. And we, I don't need to feel like I'm on a pedestal. So anyway, that's my point. Like it, there's been a lot of toxicity in this country in the last couple of years. All right. We're not, we're done with that bullshit. Unless you had any other thing you wanted I, to say. <laughs> no, I wasn't expecting that one. No, that's all. Yeah. Hey, I told Next you. We were gonna, yeah. I, we were going to go down the railroad on this one. <laughs> sure. 
That would do off the railroad. Yeah, off the off the train tracks. That's all good. Anyway, uh, so let's go back to you, Joey. <laughs> I I highly doubt you're going to be doing blackface anytime soon. You want to stay to stay true to you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, Star Wars. You said was your first love. Tell me about you know other things that grabbed your attention as you grew a little bit older. I. Uh, Sports was always a thing. Baseball and hockey. Um, yeah, I'm one, I'm one of those. Like, once I pick something and I focus on it, like it was never a wide a wide array of things. Like it was Star Wars for a while, and then it was baseball, and then a few years. Yeah, you know, I, I did that for like seven or eight years, and then it was hockey. Yeah, uh, and now I, as time goes on, I bounce around between these things. Probably the main content. Uh, would be music. Okay. Uh, now you, li- I only, you listen to hip hop, right? Huge fan. <laughs> uh, Wu Tang, Wu Tang. <laughs> Is that how you do it? I don't know. You listen to? Did you listen to NWA? Constantly. Niggas with attitude. I'll say it. I'll say what it was supposed <laughs> to be called. Niggas with attitude. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, what kind? Con- <laughs> that was that was actually pretty good timing right there. No, did you actually listen to? Most of it was, uh, most of it's rock, you know, in that vein. Uh, but it's funny, I, like I'm not a huge rap fan, and I've had people be like, "Oh, what's the matter? Why don't you like rap music?" And I've had people want to start crap and be like, "What are you racist?" I'm like, "No, I love Motown. <laughs> like, I love. Give me the four tops all day long, the Temptations all day long, Smokey Robinson. Like I like that stuff." Wait. But rap, I can't, the rap thing I can't get behind. But, but let's be honest, we are at the time period in society where when you have a preference, you, yeah, you're considered closed-minded, prejudiced, racist, sexist, something like that, if you just have a preference yeah, on anything. I, yeah, I don't get it. I've been married to a woman for 19 years. Like, that doesn't make me homophobic. I just, enough already. I like what I like, and that's what right. it, that's all that it should be. Right. Um, now, you know, anything that's guitar-driven is is usually in my wheelhouse. Uh, I ha- I do think though that I fit the old man stage, where I don't identify with some of the newer music. Um, my kids will play stuff for me, be like, "Dad, do you like this? Do you like that? Do you like this?" And they have. I get why they like what they like, and I can't think of any band names at the, at off the top of my head. Um, but I get why they like the stuff that they like, but I just don't get it. At least you don't try to tell. Don't whatever you do. Don't put anyone down for what they're into, right? Oh no, I don't give a crap what you like. If it makes you happy, have it. Have at it. Rock on. I don't care. And I tell. And I'm I'm honest with my kids. They did you like this? I'm like, nah, not really my thing. But they know what I like, so they're trying to, you know, introduce me to new things. Right. And they they don't get upset if I go. Really, this is what you like. That's Um, good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I unfortunately grew up with a father that was harsh uh, and judgmental. You know, like I get picked on for being a wrestling fan almost every week. Um, I grew up and I did have a little bit of a rap phase. I was, you know, I liked Eminem when I was younger, uh, you know, some of that stuff. But yeah, I grew out of it. I kind of got more into heavy metal and, and rock too, hard rock, you know, and stuff like that. Music to me 
it's not that it's not important. It's just not something that's at the forefront of what takes me to my happy place. You know, like a lot of people, mm. music is the happy place, you know, your favorite genre of music. But for me, yeah. it's more so just put on, you know, my favorite TV channel or watch something on YouTube that I'm used to, or, you know what I mean? Something like really? that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think for me, music is just more like more accessible in that being a dad for the last 20 some years, it's always busy, always running. Uh, I mean, it was, this was before I was a dad too, but it was always, you know, in the car, I got to go here. I got to take the kid to this practice or this dance lesson or, you know, whatever it is. And it's easier to just put the, you know, you have the radio on in the car or, you know, stream something right. or put a CD on. I uh, walk in the dog, put headphones on, listen to music. Yeah. I, so definitely, I just, definitely understand. Yeah. Um, but even as a kid, here, look, I'll, I'll show you right now. Whatever you do, don't show your crack. I trust me, I won't. Okay. I, I don't. Um. This is an album case. I probably got this when I was like four years old. I, mean, I don't even know. I can't even see what that sticker is that was jammed in there. Uh. From a toy store called Playtown. The sticker's still on it. I don't even remember Playtown. Let's see. I don't even know what's in here. My mom just gave it to me. Uh, you don't have any of your old flashlights in there, do you? No. Uh, there you go. The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Uh, you probably got some stuff in there that you could sell for big-time money. Yeah, I'm going to have to look to see. I don't even know. It's a lot of... Yeah, let's see what I got with 45. There's a... Grandpa, Grandpa Paul just said in the chat that he has that exact same case that you have. Nice. Up. Yeah. Oh, God. Sesame Street, man, I haven't I haven't looked at this forever. My my mom just found it. Here you go, Band Aid, Band Aid. Do they know it's Christmas? I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. So Joey Scarborough. All right. Anyway, I, I I'm just saying I used to carry that record case around with a matching record player. Like it was a portable record player. Uh, with superheroes on it, yeah. Like, and music was always a thing with me. You think if you ever, God forbid, if you ever ended up having to get a divorce, you think your wife's going to take that from you? No, <laughs> she <was> like <laughs> get that shit out of here. <laughs> no, she doesn't. I mean, we like some of the same music, but uh, for, the most, for the most part, she's gonna be like, please, please get that all out of here. It's your wife that likes rap music, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not by much. Anyway, you, you said you have children. How many kids do you have again? Three. Three kids. And they're you said they're in their teens and twenties? Two teens and one in their twenties. How many boys and girls? All girls. All am... girls? Now, okay. Now how do you handle because let's be honest, it's gotta be stressful being a father to a teenage girl. And you know the type of world we live in with the boys always after the girls. How do you handle that situation? Do you do you do do you take the intimidation route or do you take more of the, you know, my daughter trusts me and my my suggestions and my advice type of route? Well, so far so far there's been some good decisions made as who they're with. Uh 
my oldest, she just really started bringing this one guy around that she's been seeing for a while now. I don't even know how long. Is he black? Uh, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I took you uh, all the answer. I think, <laughs> I, no, 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 no. I must be on delay. No. Oh, my God. He's like, I don't know what nationality he is, but if I had to guess Irish. Oh. <laughs> if I had to guess. Now they know that we um, know that they know that we know. And I didn't. So here's the thing. I didn't. I, I never wanted to like any of the first boyfriends, but he comes over, and she introduces. We're talking. I'm talking to the kid for a little bit, and he's got a Beatles shirt on, and I like the Beatles. So he asks me. He's like, "Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite Beatle?" And I tell him, "It's George Harrison." And he, I don't know if he was like being a little kiss up, but he's like mine too. But then he started listing all the songs that like Harrison wrote. So, and it was, he's like, I like this. And then he started talking about Harrison solo stuff that he likes. And I'm like, damn, damn. Now I have to like this kid. <laughs> and then we're, and then he starts telling me maybe, uh, that he played ice hockey or he still, I don't know if he still plays, but he played ice hockey through high school. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so talking about that I, it, it, and, and he's such a nice kid it so, did seem like he was trying to be a kiss ass at first but he, he knew his shit huh yeah yeah the, so the fact that he knew what he was talking about i'm like all right he's he's not trying to to butter me up uh so so far so good and for those times it becomes stressful now this isn't my usual choice but here's this this is how i'll cope <laughs> nice cold <laughs> beverage. That's how you're going to cope when you event, uh, inevitably find out you're going to be a grandpa here pretty soon. Yeah. Oh no, not that soon. Not that soon. Not, not that soon. That. But you this said you're all be gray. Your oldest is in her twenties, though. It could happen any day. It could. It really, <laughs> it definitely could. Boy, you. <laughs> Hopefully not. I'm bringing too many, too much pessimism to this episode. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's get into. How old were you when you started questioning things that you were told to believe in? You're probably not going to believe this. I'm sorry. I'm stepping away. I hear my dog howling. So I'm okay. where everybody's at, but I, I'm bringing the mic with me. Okay. Um, this might sound a little crazy. Oh, you're home. Okay. Sorry. One of my kids just came home. Uh, first grade. So what are you five or six in first grade? Oh, I, yeah, I think so. I did 12 years of Catholic school from first through senior high school. And I remember walking into that classroom, sitting down and looking around at how the teacher had the room decorated. And the first thing I saw was a, a small, it was like eight by 11 thing hanging up on the wall that said, God created himself. And now I had, you know, my parents were good Catholics for most of their lives. I don't know if they go to church still. But when I was a kid, I remember going to church before I started going to Catholic school. And, you know, you know about God and Jesus and this and that. But for, for somebody, for that sign to say God created himself, like the wheels started spinning there. And I'm like, well, how does something create itself? Like yeah. that doesn't make yeah. any sense to that's, me. 
Yeah, that's a half retarded statement if I've ever heard one. Yeah, but that's where they start with their crew. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, and I'm not gonna necessarily bash Catholics. You know, whatever, whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you a good person, you have at it. Yeah. But the Catholic Church as a business is a bunch of nonsense. If you want to take what the Bible gives you as far as being spiritual and living a good life, have at it. Enjoy. Again, whatever makes you happy, whatever, you know, as long as you're not like abusing children and kicking puppies, do what you got to do. Yeah. Don't but I do think the Catholic Church is entirely just a business. Yeah. Whatever you do, guys, don't butt fuck kids. Okay. Don't do that. All right. We're not going to support that type of Catholicism. No. No. <laughs> There's a special place in hell for those people. Yeah. If you believe in hell, I don't even know if I, how I so, feel about that one. Well, no. Uh, so I was going to ask now at, at your advanced age, as we'll call it, um, <laughs> what, what is your current spiritual slash religious beliefs? Uh, honestly, I'm, I, I don't know. I, uh, for if in the early two thousands, I started believing, uh, that like Zen and Buddhism was more of the, the a realistic uh I, I don't know it just seemed more and i don't know like yeah, i'm not going to come up with the right word um it just made the most sense to me um i got a book here, let's see it's on the shelf here i just found this one book by accident I wasn't even looking for it. I, I was just walking through Barnes and Noble one day. The book is called Hardcore Zen by Brad <laughs> Warner. And the only reason I noticed it, and then here's the music guy in me. Here's mm -hmm. him wearing a Misfits t-shirt. And the Misfits are one of my favorite. Uh, I can't. This opposite thing on this camera is killing me. I, yeah. No, I, I believe so you say, okay. yeah, so I see. Yeah. I'm like, that's interesting. So it's a. Uh, Hardcore Zen, punk rock, monster movies, and the truth about reality. I'm like, I'm buying this. I don't even know. I didn't even know what Zen was, but I'm like, this seems interesting. And the, like the basic gist from this guy. Again, that, that was his first book. He has more and he gets a little more in depth into Zen and Buddhism and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Like, Just shut your mouth. Just, just shut up, sit down, meditate, find your your center and be cool and eventually you'll you'll find your way to truth and reality uh, in the world so that that was kind of a big thing for a while there's no god to worship even you know, there's buddha but buddha's more like a person who leads by example uh any of the anybody that calls themselves a monk in that tradition you know, they shouldn't be somebody who's worshipped. They're just supposed to be, you know, somebody to lead by example. Not, you know, don't look up to, just learn from. You know, yeah. Does that make? Uh, Grandpa Paul wants to know if you're a Danzig guy or Graves. Both. I like both. Uh, in 97, the Misfits reformed with a singer named Michael Graves. Okay. So, yep, yeah, both. I like 
I think they did a good job with the new singer, but uh, you know, obviously, I, I started way back in the the '80s with the Misfits. Okay, cool. Now, I, I man, and I, oh man, and I'm I'm gonna try real hard not to go on in one another tangent about this, but I, I do believe that man-made religion of all kinds is very toxic. It's it's one of the higher rated toxicity toxic things mm-hmm. in today's society. I truly believe. Um, I and then I and I'll that that will have to be a whole another hot seat episode on the topic of religion. But I will say this: I personally, just like you said, I I don't put anyone down for whatever they believe in. I have friends of all different beliefs, mm-hmm. um, and they don't put me down for my beliefs. I don't put them down for theirs. I just kind of go by the agnostic type of way of thinking, like whatever may be, might be. If it isn't. It isn't, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I, anything's possible to me. There could be a heaven and hell or there could be reincarnation or there could be just nothingness after you die. I don't know. And I'm not going to spend much time in my life trying to figure it out because Joey will never figure it out. No. And there is, there is a, a, an actually, a, a, I don't know if I'm going to say it right. A cone or a Cohen. It's K O A N, which, uh, it's kind of like a Zen parable. Yeah, like a story to learn from. And I don't remember the details of it, but it was like something to the effect of a student was asking the teacher what happens when we die. And it was like, I don't know. And the the student like berated the teacher. Like, why don't you know? He's like, because I'm not a I'm not dead. I don't know what happens after death. Like so Yeah, like I it's I don't yeah it's very interesting what this yeah. world is and where it's going to go, uh, yeah I don't know so, I mean did you yeah I I said I I did twelve years of Catholic school did you were you brought up at all with any kind of religion or I believe the answer is honestly yes and no and what I mean by that is throughout my childhood there would be phases that my parents would go through where mm-hmm. they got me into it, going to church and and trying to have a a base of friends that was just, you know, like, oh, we got to hang out at church and all that stuff. But then there's a phase where they stopped caring and then they'd go back to caring, you know, that type of stuff. Okay. So, And then, you know, throughout high school, middle school and high school for me, because I was physically disabled was different than your average student of a middle school or high school because we were placed in separate classes from the rest of the school and because of that it was way smaller like it was maybe a group of four or five of us just four or five Mm -hmm. and there'd be two teachers in these classrooms one actual teacher and one teacher's aide the teacher's aide would be the one walking around the classroom helping us you know turn the page on our textbook or you know, helping us physically do things that we can't, you know, sometimes do. And then Mm -hmm. the the actual teacher was the actual teacher. But the thing is, is there was a lot more leniency in our classes uh, than in a normal student's class, because, you know, in our class, you could just, they could just completely stop the lesson out of nowhere and then just go on their own little rant and tangent. And unfortunately we had a religious, very religious uh, teacher throughout our high school years. And she often, I don't think she meant to intentionally, but she often unintentionally shoved her beliefs down our throats a lot. Um, And you can't do that to teenagers. 
You can't not yeah. do that because a lots of times, at least in that time period, the teenagers will rebel against all that stuff. So then yeah. in my late in my late teens, I went through a little bit of an atheist phase and I thought that I hated God and I thought that I hated all this and I'm mad because I'm crippled and all that shit. It didn't last long. It, you know, it, it probably only lasted until I was almost 20 years old or whatever. And then I just kind of realized, like, what the fuck? It's not that big of a deal. But um, I'd say throughout my 20s and still to this day in my life, I am um, I'm a man of we'll see what happens. Um, I do think that there is a creator. I, to me, it, it makes more sense that there's a creator of some sort. Um, but here's the thing. I don't think that we have a merciful God whatsoever. I think we have a merciless, not necessarily evil, not necessarily mean, but just a merciless God that looks down upon us and created us as like we're ants in a park. Again, not, I don't believe like, oh, you know, he, that the God wants us, you know, bad things to happen. It's not like that. I think it's just, we have a creator and that's mm -hmm. it. He created, they created everything. And oh, pronouns. You're using pronouns now? They? Well, yeah, well, well uh, yeah, that's good. You got me good on that one, Joey. <laughs> the reason why I say that is because, again, the idea of God always pre predominantly being male was a time, a thing of its time. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, you, you don't know. Uh, God, if, if you think about it, a creator is neither male or female it really is it because it, it, it kind of makes sense that it might be a they instead of a, oh, yeah. you know a male or female i don't know because they say and I'm, I'm saying they say that god created all of us in his image or in their image or whatever so right. if, if that <laughs> is <laughs> if that is the case then he's a little bit of everything right i don't know yeah. so I, See, that's my whole point. I don't know, and I'm not against nor offended by any possible outcome of what it is. No, I'm with you. I There's got to be something that did this, and I don't believe in the Big Bang. Like the, To me, the Big Bang is uh, like sticking a bunch of Legos in a box and shaking it and then opening the box, and look, there's... <laughs> There's the Millennium Falcon build, or there's the Empire State build, or whatever it is. Like, there's put a, I, put there's a bunch be... of prosthetics. Put a bunch of prosthetics in a box, shake it around, and make me a new fucking pair of legs. You know what I mean? There you go. Let, let's do it. <laughs> that's how it works. If that's how it works, we should be able to do that. Yeah, hey, dude. I, you know, I don't get it. I I really don't get it. Uh, I like you know we were you know just talking about heaven or hell. This is not my theory uh uh comedian sam tripoli would talk about how he thinks they it's almost like we're in a video game and you have to level up be like all right well you did it you did good at this earth level so now you get to go to the next realm like it's not necessarily like a heaven or hell but you're going to work your way up until there is a dimension of Peace. I don't know, that's not how he described it, but that's kind of like the gist of it. Like mm -hmm. eventually, everything's everything's a test. Everything's a learning period. Uh, kind of like maybe if there's reincarnation, you screw up. You got to do this one again until you get a chance to move on to the next level. I don't know. I, yeah. I I'll listen to every every last bit of it. I don't care. I think all of it's so interesting, but 
None of it makes sense. I <laughs> I have an just turds on a floating rock in the middle of space. God, I look drunk there. Who was that guy, huh? <laughs> oh, he was handsome as fuck, though. What was that you had on your head? It was that the bandana. Oh, I okay. Keeping, I was keeping the hair out of my, my gang banging, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is your hair longer than your wife's hair? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. So here's an interesting opinion for you. And this, again, this is just my crazy little weird way of thinking. I believe that the closest while we're alive that we can get to what else is out there is actually when we're sleeping and dreaming. Because if you think about it, our, we're, we're at our closest state of being not dead, but you know, not within this plane of existence. We're asleep. We're, you know, if we're in our deep sleep, almost nothing can wake up certain people. You know what I mean? Until you're ready to wake up. And I always had this weird theory that what if when you dream, if it's a pleasant dream, that's a little slice of heaven. And when you're having a nightmare, that's a little slice of hell. So when you die, when you die, no matter, depending on if you're chosen to go to heaven or hell, you're either going to have an endless marathon of dreams or endless marathon of random nightmares. Isn't that interesting oh, to think about? Yes, I like that. I like that a lot. It yeah, kind dude. of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I don't, I don't know. I, the dream thing is very bizarre. Like, Because there's been times where I've, I've slept all night and not remembered, excuse me, not remembered a damn thing. Yeah. And then other times you wake up and I'm like, and it feels so real. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Like that happened. And, and not so, to mention, not to mention you can wake up in pain from a nightmare of some sort. Right. Yeah. I've done it, but usually that's because I'm pushing 50 and I slept wrong. Salter <laughs> hurts or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but you can wake up with the same physical, like you know, uh, stimulation almost when you're waking up, you can wake yeah. up with almost the same emotional state. I've woke up in tears because something in a dream has upset me. Really, I don't know if I've ever had that. I've been scared, like jump out of bed, yeah, and it takes you know a half hour, hour, whatever, like to calm down from whatever was going on. Like, um, yeah, I remember being chased, maybe in the car, high speed chase. And waking up and being like, oh my God. But yeah, like yeah, it's 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 almost like you're in another dimension. So is the the and who's to say which state is the real state? Like is this could be the dream state right now. Exactly. And, and when you close your eyes, that's really what's happening. Like, I don't know, man. The, the, the more and more it doesn't make any nothing makes any sense. See, and that's where I'm coming from all of it. Like, you know, people, and I feel so bad for people who are hardcore all about their own religion and they won't open up their mind to other possibilities. Like just open up your mind. Nobody, no matter if you, however you want to look at it, we're all going to die alone anyway. So we all have to take that journey alone regardless. So why should we be offended of what each other thinks about what we're, you know what I mean? So and, and and I'll tell you this, and I guess this is, can be you know a nice little segue into tonight's uh, main topic. Do you think that man-made religion was made to by the government or a group of people to 
keep society and the human race kind of sort of under control of some sorts. 100%. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, Listen, I, I told you I'm married 19 years and I wouldn't I wouldn't change any of it. I love my wife. We have a great time together. We've got three wonderful kids together. Uh, you guys still have so, sex at your age, though. That's what everyone wants. To <laughs> you don't Shockingly, have to. yes. Without and I don't even need a little blue pill to do it. <laughs> God damn. I'm so glad you were ready for tonight's episode. You knew I had to ask you some uncomfortable questions, Joey. <laughs> and listen, dude, I, I don't should, like that. I haven't seen all your shows, but I've seen enough that I knew what I was getting into. Good. And, good, uh, good. and Michael J is like, oh, you want to do hot seat? I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. 100% okay. I'm in. <laughs> I'm ready for the, the stupid questions Cody's going to ask. That's good. And, and you know what, dude? I, I want to give you props. Before we go any further, I meant to do this earlier. With the with the show, and I don't even want to say the guy's name because he was such a D-bag. Uh, the Tales from the Crips presents Cody's hot seat, and you interviewed that scumbag i didn't make it to i think i watched or listened to up until the last 15 minutes but i just want to tell you how you handled that guy was absolutely amazing absolutely amazing um you know i i I watched tales from the crypts uh some of the crossing the streams and i'm like all right cody cody likes to work blue and you had like You've made me laugh, and I enjoyed your shows. Um, but that that interview, like that was that was almost professional level in how you handled that. Like I was so impressed with the way you would like rein him in when he started going off on like dumb tangents and like get angry. Uh, like so, I just I just think I've been wanting to talk to you about that or text you something. Uh, and I never did. So yeah. I, I just want to get that out there now. That was how hey. you handled that dude was fantastic. I was so I, impressed by that. I appreciate that. I mean, and if you want to suck my dick later, you can over it. I, it's up to you. Uh, I'll give you a dry handy. Okay. What's up muncher. Yeah, that was unnecessary. Um, you know, I will say this. Uh, I got some shit that night. It, a lot of people watched that episode. I don't know if you mm. saw it, but the view count on that episode on YouTube is over 500 views. I'm quite proud oh, of that. Really? That's yeah. awesome. No, it's I didn't what, realize that. Oh, thank you, Paul. I, I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it's one of, it's not the highest, but it's one of the higher viewed episodes of any show that Mike's produced on his, on his rabbit and red network. And I'm proud of that. I really, and you know, what's funny. Um, Anthony was on the fence about that, doing that the whole, up until the very like 10 minutes, last 10 minutes of uh, going on the air. I was, you know, going back and forth with him. I have a, I, I get along with him. I'm not afraid to admit that he, hmm. I know the, what the stories are on him and what he's done and allegedly done and all that, but me and him get along fine. He hasn't done me wrong yet. And I will say that me and him were talking almost all day that day. And he was going back and forth on it quite a bit. He, you know, he's like, I don't know if I want to do this. I told Mm. him, I said, man, you know, this ain't going to be a show where I'm going to be bashing you. But at the same time, I got to grill you on what people want me to grill you on. And you got, you got to let people get their frustration out. And then, yeah, 
I think we went live that night also. I think at around 10 30, 10 35. And it was like it was like 10 15. He was like, All right, I'm gonna do it. Like, yeah, nice. I'm gonna do it. And it's I was so I was happy with it. So I I understand why people are upset with them, and I'm not gonna tell anyone that they're wrong or anything like that, but that man personally has never disrespected me. So I got to mm-hmm. give him props for uh, respecting me back and coming on to my show to kind of get this whole thing kickstarted. But with that mm-hmm. being said, um, I did get a lot of shit from other people because a lot of people said that I shouldn't have let it, you know, break down the way it did where, cause you know, I think Aaron called in and uh, Anthony and Aaron got into it. And I think Rob called in and them two got into it. And here's mm-hmm. the thing. I wanted that to happen. The whole point of that that concept for that night's episode was I wanted it to go off the rails and I wanted people to get their anger out on each other. Um, you know, and like what kind of hot seat concept would it have been if I would have told people, all right, let's hold it back a little bit. No, 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 don't. You're raising your voice too, too high, sir. <laughs> no, I, I wanted them. And I talked to Mike about it too before that day even. I said, you know, if we do this, if he does this, I want, I, I'm, I want people to call in and I want everyone to just add each other's throats. And we got that. And even though I got and- some shit for it, even though I got some shit for it, it got over 500 views. So it must have been entertaining. It was. It was very entertaining. I didn't know who that guy was. Uh, <laughs> and I don't really care because it doesn't he's, sound like he's doing anything that I'm interested in watching or you know, whatever. But it was yeah. still, it was still very entertaining. Um, I appreciate it. You did a hell of a job that night. Thank you very much, man. Um, so let's get into you know we just talked about man-made religion there's not much else that you can say about that bullshit except speculation and we don't need to speculate any longer on that subject let's get into what is what was one of the first things that you saw on the news or anything that you were told to believe and you thought no bull fucking shit uh that's you know let's talk about the very first conspiracy theory that you that, that that's big to you that was big to you back then uh well- well, the first one that mattered, and I'll, we'll go into that. The first one that mattered to me was 9-11. Um, but it, going back to the grade school thing, you know, that started okay. with, you know, like, okay, that's weird. God created himself. Uh, I don't like the way that's being described. So that kind of triggered things. And I remember being a kid and hearing adults talk about uh, JFK, whether, you know, it was Oswald or... You know, whoever else who shot from the grassy knoll. Uh, so it always seemed to be that there is that kind of skepticism, like lingering somewhere in my life that I always questioned everything. And, but 9 11 was probably the biggest thing because I was very skeptical from the beginning. From the moment it happened, I was like, I don't know about this one. And, you know, everybody else was so on board. Oh, my God, these Muslims, they're such bad people. They did this to us. What? What? what, what, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say real quick. There was flat out video visual proof. Uh, I mean, I guess I shouldn't call it proof. But you saw the fucking buildings crumble down from the bottom. So. I now I was I was working in an office at the time, and I got 
I had one of the like, early phones that you could get email on, and it would send alerts, and it was still like the old, the old old cell phones that like really just sucked with graphics, and you had to scroll a ton to get it. And but I'm, I got an email. I'm um, sitting at my desk, and a friend of mine wrote, "A plane just hit the World Trade Center." I'm like, oh, "That's weird," and not the. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I live in the Philadelphia area, so like, but. I'd been to New York. I knew the World Trade Centers. I'd, I'd seen the World Trade Centers. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. But I also thought the, the world, like, that part of Manhattan was a no-fly zone. So I'm like, huh. I'm like, was the pilot, like, high or drunk and it just went out of control? Are you hearing that hum or is that me? Do you have I, a hum on your headphones? Or? No, I, I'm not hearing it. That must be just on you. Maybe a little feedback you're getting or something? Yeah. I hear it too. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, it's not too bad. And just so you know, I do have that 9/11 thing from the BBC that you uh, sent me. So whenever you guys want to play that, just let me. Okay. Well, that that's separate from even what happened that day. So anyway, oh, I, I'm sorry. I don't hear no humming on my end. I hope it's. I don't think it's my computer making any noise. Hmm. Sorry. I don't know. Yeah. Let me. Uh, I... Sorry, Cody. Give me one second. I want to. Yeah, that's fine. While uh, while you are fixing that, I will give my quick little because because I was in high school when nine eleven happened, and I was I was a hornball little teenager. All I cared about was pussy, 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 titties and ass. And you know, I was actually in gym class. And what is this? My first conspiracy conspiracy was Roswell. I researched the crap out of it. Okay, Grandpa, we will get to that in just a minute. Stay up with us. I know it's late for you. Um, but I, I was trying to talk to this girl, and I felt like I was actually making some progress on maybe creating a more legitimate friendship with her. I knew I wasn't going to get anything else. But, uh, yeah, I thought, like, oh, this, gay, this day's going good so far? All right. But then I go back to a different class, and everyone's in tears, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And, like, and then they're like, yeah. The World Trade Center, the Twin Towers, they died, they're gone, everyone's dead. And I'm like, oh my God, like, so, you know, that's just my luck. I'm finally getting, (laughs) I'm finally fucking getting things going good with a girl and a big world tragedy just happens. Like, oh my God. Uh, (laughs) 3,000 people perish. Yeah. He's not getting his dick wet. Yeah. The, the the most important thing that perished that day was my boner. So that's <laughs> that's my story. I'm sticking to. <laughs> but I remember even because again they kept showing it over and over and over again the actual visual of it coming down. And I remember even in our classroom, one of the students said, "Oh, the planes hit it at at sort of towards the top. Why did it come down?" like crumbled down from the bottom first, you know, from within. And the teacher kind of snapped at him and said, no, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, don't even try to turn this around on anything else. And I didn't speak up on it because, again, I'm still just thinking about, you know, I'm pissed that, that now that girl's crying about people that just died that she, she's never met in her entire life. So whatever. But you know what I mean? And then I, I didn't even think to ask anything either, you know, but yeah, that kid got snapped at by the teacher because he started to question it right in the moment of like, well, Hey, that video doesn't show, you know, the damage 
from those planes, that video shows something completely different. Are you done taking a piss yet? What are you doing? Yes. No. <laughs> I don't know. I still hear the hum, but oh, now I think I need new headphones because now I'm playing with it and I can only hear out of one ear, but I can hear you. So that's okay. all that matters. Um, okay. Yeah. These headphones are probably about seven years old. Oh my uh, grandpa, you need to, you, you need to replace some things in, in your life. Well, this is the first time I've had an issue with them. So huh. they're pretty good. Um, hot, hot seat original. <laughs> Exclusive Joey exclusive. T's headphones fail. A hot seat exclusive Joey <laughs> T's headphones fuck up. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. They don't want me to hear you. Yeah, yeah, that is that's what it is. Yeah. The deep, the deep state's trying to mute you from me. They're watching us on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. The host isn't the only thing that's crippled on tonight's episode. It's your fucking <laughs> headphones. But anyway. Give give me your thoughts on uh, 9-11, just the whole sh- shtick of what you think. Okay, so I'm, I I get this email from a friend of mine, you know, World Trade Center is hit by a plane. I'm like, oh, my God, the pilot must have been high. But at this point, oh, Paul, I think I need to meet Paul. <laughs> he he likes, so, he enjoys dry handies. Yeah, okay. Yeah. His so wife anyway. doesn't have any S anymore, so. Um, so I'm supposed, I worked in an office. I'm supposed to be on the phones talking to customers and I, I, I just walk away from my desk and I go into our lunchroom where there was a TV and I put TV on and I'm look, I'm watching the first tower smoke from the top smoke. Like I got it again, the opposite on this camera, uh, the smoke billowing out of the top and they're like, Oh my God, a plane just hit the world trade center, blah, 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 blah. And I'm standing there watching. I'm like, wow, that's really screwed up. I'm like, I can't believe what the hell happened. And they're talking. They got the, the, the news people yapping on. My boss comes over. He's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be. I'm like, come here, dude. Look at this. <laughs> and he's looking at the TV. He's like, what happened? I'm like, they said a plane hit the World Trade Center. And he's like, wow, that's crazy. And we're talking about it for a minute. And while we're talking, the next tower gets hit. And we were both like, what the hell is that? So at that point, I'm like, dude, you really? You want me to get back to work? New York is under attack right now. <laughs> I'm looking at him. He's like, dude, you really got to get back there. I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm watching this. You figure it out, dude. I'm watching this. So I'm standing there, and all the like all my coworkers have no idea what's going on. And I'm like, at some of them would get up, they were getting up and be like, what are you talking about? I'm like, look at this, look at this. New York's under fire. Then all of a sudden, the buildings collapse. Now, if you've ever seen a building collapse under its own defects, it, it goes all out of whack. Like, it doesn't fall completely in on itself. So these planes, what are these buildings? Like 90 stories high, and they're all hit from like the like above the the, the 70th floor. Yet both of them collapsed in on themselves perfectly into its own footprint. And you'll hear like, oh well, the, the planes hit and the jet fuel was dripping down and it melted the beams. And I'm like, okay, first off. 
you're talking about a 110 story building like get out of here there's not enough jet fuel to perfectly melt these beams to collapse in on itself like it's not happening it's not happening and if you watch the videos and it's hard to find now because they stopped showing it but if you find the videos you could see slight explosions at every floor as the building comes down before the actual collapse uh -huh. you know I, I if you're watching the video you can see what i'm doing but you know whoever watches the audio or listens to the audio I've, version of this is going to be like what the hell is this guy doing i swear to christ i've seen a video before that slowed it down so much to where you could actually see explosions starting to happen before the plane even makes contact with the fucking building there's through i've i've talked to friends and i've i've heard podcasts where they even talk about it being they direct energy weapons which i don't know I, I i'm still kind of on the fence about direct energy weapons but saying that's what took out i, I god now this is where it's going to get weird you know the planes were this isn't my theory i believe a plane hit now whether there were people in it or it was a drone is another story uh but i do believe a plane hit it but there was explosives in it in you know in the building and it was all a pre-planned human sacrifice. Uh, I've talked to people that think that it was like a hologram. <laughs> I know. I, but I've seen videos of holograms where it, like things can look real. Not, I'm, I don't subscribe to this theory, but it was a hologram projected into the sky and then like a directed energy weapon collapsed the building. I don't know exactly how that would work, but that's what I've talked to some people and that's what they say. Uh, either way, the, the, the buildings were destroyed. 3,000 plus lives were lost. And I don't think it was 16 Muslim hijackers with box cutters. I, I honestly think if I saw somebody coming at me with a box cutter, then I'm pretty sure, and I'm not a guy that you asked me if I've ever been in a fight, and it's only been during hockey games. But I'm pretty sure if this guy came at me with a box cutter, I'm taking him down. <laughs> that dude can go fuck himself. It's not going to be a, a thing for, for the, to people to take over planes like that. Come on. Like, no. I wish we had that. I wish we had that clip from that one Tom Hanks movie. Like, look at me, I'm the captain now. <laughs> I wish we yeah. had that. Um. Man, okay, a little side story, but it kind of rounds out to the same topic. Several years ago, I would say back in 2014, I became friends with this hot little 19-year-old girl. Nice fucking titties. Try, it's, follow me on this. It, it's going to get back to the same subject eventually. But I'm telling you, she had the nicest fucking titties. Probably a nice little brown eye. That's the poop shoot. That's the old b-hole, you know. And, Thanks for clarifying. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to clarify all that yeah, for you. Yeah. For the but people new to the show. At, at that time, she didn't drive. So she had her friend uh, bring her over to hang out. And we would all kind of hang out together because he was one of those a little bit older guys that was out of shape and he was really into her. I think at the time he was like 37, 38, mm -hmm. that type of shit. Not a good looking dude. Good heart. 
Uh, well, I mean, may, not maybe not health wise, but you know, he was, <laughs> he had a good soul, and you know, he was a good guy, whatever. And but he loved her. Like it was one of those situations where you, you where you're hanging out with a guy and a girl, and you just know that guy is head over heels for that girl, but he'll never get her. Like that type of situation. Right. Well, he was a veteran, and he you know he was that type on that type of stuff, and he was actually on cleanup duty after the the world trade center uh thing happened on 9 11 and mm. he was in the midst of a lot of it and he had a lot of intel and he he just he was and he was in balls deep in the situation he i know he knows a lot you know mm. so me and my friend Alyssa, that you know the hot girl she we would sometimes grill him a little bit like hey what do you know about 9-11, big guy? Like, talk to us. And whenever and, – and and by the way, he, he knew nobody that died in that. He wasn't mm-hmm. – he, and he would say right off the bat, nope, I didn't know anybody, that we were just on cleanup duty. But whenever me and her would grill him and try to get him to talk, his face would get beat fucking red, and we knew it. We just knew he knew something that he was sworn to protect the secrecy of. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not much to go on, but – you know, but yeah, I mean, we knew him long enough to know other situations where his face would get beat right and, and how he would act and his facial expressions. And you just know it. He, he's got something on his mind or something heavy on his heart that he wants to get out, but can't. Yeah. So whenever we'd bring up the 9-11 situation, he'd get the same exact way. And then me and Alyssa would talk about it later on in the night. And it's like, yep, we both agreed. Like he knows something and he just sworn to secrecy. He won't. He can't tell us. Yeah, dude. I th- there's definitely there's definitely no truth in the official story. You know, uh, um, you know, even and I'm sorry, I got screwed up today. There were certain numbers that I wanted to have for tonight's show, but I got called into work on an emergency, uh, so that kind of screwed up my my afternoon. Um, <clears throat> but like, even these planes hitting these buildings. Uh, and I'm just going to make up numbers at this point because I don't remember exactly, but like jet fuel burns at like 600, 600 degrees, we'll say the steel beams that were used in these world trade centers wouldn't melt until they hit 1100 degrees. Now I know that's not exact, but I know I'm close. I know I'm close because I've heard that I've read that in multiple places, but it's been a while, so I know I'm off, and I w- I wanted to have that information, but I I screwed up today. I didn't expect to get called into work. Um, but yeah, it's like little things like that. Couple, you had a couple of emergency dry handies to do today. Yeah, you know, you know what? When the guys need it, the guys need it. You know. <laughs> yeah. I am gender fluid. That's the real. <laughs> that's the real reason why you don't have much facial hair because. You know, so you're not tickling the guy's ball sack when you're blah, blah, blah. like <laughs> Mike can do it better. Mike, if you're listening, come in and, and impersonate Joey gagging on some cock. <laughs> All, right. All right. He's a little too good at that. Yeah, he is. I think he's good. done it before. Yeah, I think so too. That's yeah. Anyway, uh, that's another hot seat topic in the future. <laughs> anyway, you know, real quick, I wanted to tell you because that's the same thing I was brought up to believe as well is that uh, those big time buildings like that had precautions and safety measures. And that if it's something like that were to happen, it's not supposed to tumble down the entire building. 
No, it's not. Those buildings were, they say they were, and I remember hearing this before this actually happened. These buildings were built with some sway to them. So if they were hit, there was supposed to be some give, and then that would be it. Now, I could see from where they got the buildings were hit and above, okay, that's you're, you're screwed there. Yeah. But for a collapse from, you know, the, what are they, 110 floors from, you know, 70 down, all right, maybe some damage, but for them to collapse completely in on themselves just doesn't make any sense. And then... Uh, the Pentagon, I, I, I forgot to send Mike pictures of the Pentagon because the Pentagon got hit that day where the Pentagon was hit by a plane, hit by a plane. Um, there was nothing in that section of the Pentagon. And that was supposedly the financial department, which was under construction. They were, re- re- they were renovating that area. So there was no lives lost as far as people that were in the building that day. Um, but also per the financial department, the Pentagon lost like seven billion dollars. Was it Donald Rumsfeld the day before? It was like, oh, we screwed up and lost seven billion dollars. Um, we're trying to figure out what the accounting screw up was, and that that was on September tenth, September eleventh. All hell breaks loose. Uh-huh. Like, oh, how convenient is that? That that was announced, and then that this happens. What? It's weird. Do you think maybe it was done by us as a country and then it was just a narrative like, okay, this is, we want to go to war with, was it Iraq that we went to war, a war with? Well, first it was like, I, I think it was the, uh, you know, just the, uh, oh my God, why am I forgetting the name? What was the name of the uh, uh, Osama bin Laden's little, uh, the group. What was that? Oh my God, dude. Sorry, it's after midnight. This is where I start hitting the wall. Uh, what was the terrorist group? What was the terrorist? It was uh, attacked by the, the oh, that's, Al-Qaeda. Thank you. Thank you. So they were kind of, they were considered like a countryless, uh, you know, militant group that was just out to cause chaos. Um, but then all of a sudden, it went from let's go after Al Qaeda, Taliban, Taliban, yeah, um, to let's get Iraq. I'm like, well, what's Iraq have to do it? I don't know, but we're going after Saddam Hussein. I'm like, wait, what is, that? what is that? I don't know. How did we get from Al Qaeda, Taliban, Osama bin Laden to Saddam Hussein and Iraq? What did Iraq have to do with it? And they never made, they never connected the dots to make Iraq. Uh, the the bad guy like it was just kind of like oh we're going after them they have weapons of mass destruction yeah well shit we have weapons of mass destruction is somebody going to come after us we can start blowing stuff up we have bombs and weapons to do this stuff real quick uh joey are you patriotic and if so how much uh because i'm not i'm yeah i'm not either um not that and i'm not like ashamed but I'm going to have to steal from the late great comedian Bill Hicks. Like, I really didn't have anything to do with it. My parents had sex and I was born here. Like, I didn't, you know, if oh. I was born in France, it'd be like, oh, okay, I am proud to be French. If I was born yeah. in Canada, I'd be born, proud to be Canadian. Like, I didn't really have anything to do with it. I was born yeah. here. Yeah. I, 
I, I'm with you on that. I'm not ashamed of this country, really. I'm not like, uh, you know, ashamed where I live or anything like that. But mm. I am a little embarrassed of this country. And I do think that, that this country, we're the bad guys. Let's be honest about that. This country is the heel of the world, oh. I think. Um, more and more. We're, we're bullies. You know, we make up lies to fit into our agenda. And mm. I get it, like... I know a lot of people want to support the troops and, you know, yay veterans and all that. But it, to me, it's like, okay, well, but they're also fighting for the country's, um, you know, toxic propaganda and, and sure. criminal propaganda. And I don't know, man, I just, I'm not patriotic. I don't think that people who decide to sign up for the army are necessarily bad people, but some of them do bad things. I mean, some of these veterans, some of them go over there and rape women and children in another mm. country. And it's like, hey, I'll, I'll get away with it because it's not in my country. Yay, America. You know, that type of shit. And I think stuff like that doesn't get talked about nearly enough. You know, the, what, what some people that sign up for that type of lifestyle, what they'll go over and do. And then they justify it with, oh, I fight for my country and they're the bad guys over there. And I did what I had to. But you still you murdered you. you and they thought they were the good guys. Other countries, they think they're the good. So no one's the good guys, you know? No, no. that's why as human beings, we're really dumb. In general, really dumb. Like, how hard? It's just shut up and get along. <laughs> yeah. I mean. And it's not that hard. We only have, a, like, a brief amount of time on this planet. Can't we just all just shut up and get along? Like, there's yeah. no. Like, I, don't give a, I don't give a crap what you do. Leave yeah. me alone. Leave my family alone. You do your thing. I'll do my thing. Let me be able to put gas in my car and go to work so I can make money to take my kids to the beach. Like, yeah. Let let Joey give dry hand jobs to random people to pay for his family's college and hey. all that stuff. Oh, Is that how the guys just, just swarm you, just like how Slimer did right there? It's tough, but, you know, I make my way around. It's more than one. Oh, make like a circus seal. Okay, all right, we're not going down. This isn't Tales from the Crypts, this is Cody's hot seat, goddammit. But, um, so let me ask you this you know, another controversial question here in 2011. I know we're going to be jumping all over the place, you know, as far as some of these extra topics we're going to be talking about, but. Let's go to 2011 real quick. That is when Osama bin Laden was killed, correct? That sounds about right. And okay. I was I was actually at a Phillies game. I forget who they were playing, but I was at a Phillies game and all was like out of nowhere. And I hadn't had a smartphone at that time. I because I, I think I got my first smartphone in 2012. So I, I'm going to guess people started getting, you know, the iPhone was out, Sam, you know, whatever Samsung galaxies or whatever they're called, they were out, but I hadn't had one yet. And all of a sudden you like, you could hear this murmur around Citizens Bank Park. And then all of a sudden there was this chant, USA, USA, USA. And I was with uh, my aunt and uncle and my cousin watching the game. And we're like, what the hell is going on? Why? And finally, somebody, I forget, somebody in front of us or back of us, they're like, they got Bin Laden. I'm like, what? Yeah, they did the troops, they got SEAL Team 6, got Bin Laden. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Because oh. then when I found out, there was like, oh, they got him, but then they killed him and dumped his body in the water, and there's no 
pictures. There's no proof. There's no nothing. Like, oh. So here's the, here's the interesting thing about that. I remember specifically uh, this because, again, this was back when things could be posted and, you know, until someone was told to take it down, it was just up on the Internet. The very next morning, because I think it happened late at night here in the U.S., I think. And so early in the morning, I woke up and I think it was on AOL News or something like that. They had a detailed story along with photos of what happened on what when that when they broke in because he was locked he was shacked up in a uh, in some sort of little place that was filled with women and children. Yeah, yeah kind of like what David Koresh in Waco, Texas. Like, come on. Well, okay. <laughs> so the pictures that I saw it, it, and it, it detailed it in the story. And again, I don't know what's wrong, what's right, and what's fake or whatever. But it was detailed that those soldiers went in there killed all of the women and children there was pictures of of children's brains scattered out on across the floor and then they found him the story was they found him barely like he was very ill supposedly very sick and supposedly when they found him in the bedroom it was the wife or the woman that had a gun so they shot and killed her and but then he was not armed and they shot and killed him that was the story for a couple of days, and then everything fucking got washed away off of that inner. And I remember I showed my friend it; he saw it, and then I told I called him a week later. I said, "Dude, look, that fucking all that story and all those pictures—they're gone. Mm-hmm. All of that's gone, and now it's replaced by a much more PG the the the, the Seal Six team or whatever the fuck they're called. They were the heroes. They didn't kill no children. I don't know what what's the current story on what they did." I don't know. Honestly, when that the, the, when the whole thing came out, I was just like, I, this doesn't, not, none of this jives. None of this jives. Like, why wouldn't they arrest him or whatever you call it in, in the middle of a war? You know, just take him into custody. If, if they actually got their paws on him, why would they not detain him right. and try him for war crimes? Now yeah. they're going to so, put a bullet in him and dump his body into the water. Right. Oh, so, well, that's it's a burial at sea. We couldn't bury him on land because then it would become a, a freak show. It'd be a circus show because people would want to go to his grave site. So he had to go into the water. Right. Stop. They Stop just, with they your kill- shenanigans. Stop they, with your stories. They killed, him. they killed him more than likely because he knew stuff that no one wanted him to say in a trial or on television or in court or anything like that. So they fucking killed him. Or he's still alive and just living this life freely somewhere. Because he cut his hair and shaved his beard and he's just doing his thing. You think he's still alive? I don't know. I really don't give a shit because the whole 9-11 thing, I think, is nonsense anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know, I don't buy. I don't know. I just don't. They knew. So, all right, going, going back to my days in the office there, within... So there's, I live in Philly. We're top five in murders right now. <laughs> like, we are like one of the worst cities to live in. I'm in the suburbs of, but we're a shithole. We're a gigantic shithole. But murders happen every day. And sometimes it takes days, weeks, months, years to solve these murders. 
Like there's stuff that I think there was just a murder solved recently. Like a girl that was killed in 1994. Like they just figured out who it was through somebody. This, this guy got himself in trouble and they were able to match DNA. Like he screwed up somewhere, like a, a theft, but he left DNA behind and they were able to connect it to this murder from 94. I'm like, oh my God, this is insane. But the day, the day, two planes hit the World Trade Center, a plane hits the Pentagon, a plane crashes into the ground in wherever in Pennsylvania. That, I think, is a whole nonsense story, too, because none of the plane was found. Um, they were able to let you know within hours Osama bin Laden organized it. Here's the 16 hijackers that were on four people on board each of these planes. And they, they, uh, you know, they knew how it was done. Get the, get out of here. Yeah. Like, there's no way, dude. Like, there's no way you had every name. Look, look, here's the security footage from them walking through the airport. Oh, no, no. Yeah. No. I agree. It's so fabricated. So yeah. fabricated, and That's then there's a, a narrative. Did you remember? Like, and then like black boxes that were never recovered. Well, maybe there wasn't black boxes recovered because it may have been a drone. Again, that's like kind of. I'm still torn on that one, but they never recovered black boxes from anything. Um, I remember news report, and there's a, a podcast called Macro Aggressions that uses this little like sound clip in its opening intro. Um, but do you remember they were like, oh, we found we found a hijacker's passport just a few blocks from the collapse of the World Trade Center. Dude, you had just had two buildings that were 110 stories fall from the sky. <laughs> two buildings, 110 stories collapse in on itself. And you're like, oh, look, I found a passport. <laughs> hey, come on. Come on. Bodies weren't recovered. Bones were disintegrated, but you're like, look, look, here's a hijacker's passport. We found it. It was yeah. over here on 16th Street. No, it, no, it, you're it, liars. It's a testament to how fucking stupid a lot of Americans are. Back I then, believe it. To this day. Dude, it's insane. It's insane. I know. It's all theatrics. Every last bit of it. It's theater of the mind, man. The politics are the world. is. It's Vince McMahon. WWE, like, I don't know who's controlling it, but that's what the world is. Here's your good guys. Here's your bad guys. Yeah. Let's battle it out. The real world is kind of a wrestling show now. It really is. And we're Piper's Pit tonight. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great comparison. We are Piper's Pit. I, I won't, I won't smash a coconut on your head, though. How about that? Thank you. And I don't want to be Jimmy Snooker because I think he was a rapist. Oh, was he? Yeah. I think he got accused. Uh, yeah, no, he was accused. I, I I think he was accused. I know he was accused. I don't know if he was ever convicted. I don't and I that. like Snuka. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of rapists, what do you think of people like Harvey Weinstein? You, you think he did it? He, he did all the all that shit he was accused of? Because I I actually think he did too. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, Hollywood's a cesspool. Oh, cesspool yeah. of scumbags. I yeah. I you have to. Uh, yeah. Um. You have to do dirty things. You have to do shady shit. Yeah. And, they, and then they have that info on you. And you're going to jump through the hoops to be the star that you want to be. 
And if you don't, they're going to release the info that you're a piece of shit. And everything comes with a price. Everything comes with a price. You don't get to be, uh, who was a murderer? Sorry, Paul. Who was a murderer? Snooka? Oh yeah, maybe he was talking about Snooka. I don't know. Did he did he do a uh, a body slam on someone too hard? <laughs> but um, but, yeah, no, I don't. No, I don't trust any of them. I don't trust. Snuka. And I want to get. Uh, I said something. I was texting with uh, Michael J, and I said something about Tom What's Hanks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Producer Mike, Sleepy <laughs> Mike. Um. And I said something about Tom Hanks being a scumbag. He's like, no, not my Tom Hanks. Like, have you heard about some of the stuff he's been accused of? No, tell me about that. I have to be more prepared. Okay. Because this this happened like 24 hours ago, 48 hours ago. I'm texting with him. But no, there's like right before like the whole COVID thing, because he was he was the first host of Saturday Night Live when the world was shut down. But he was like the spokesperson. Like there was some shady stuff, shady, shady information coming out about Hanks, mm. and then he because he's kind of disappeared lately. So I'll put something together. Maybe, okay. maybe I don't know. Um, we do mind jacked. Well, the day, the days wait, we do it on Tuesdays, but it's going to change. But we do it around eight p.m. Maybe you can come in on a, a mind jacked. So and I, I mess with Mike. Maybe you can come in for for an episode on there. Maybe, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I'm not um, I'm currently getting some pussy at that time. <coughs> oh God, sneeze! Uh, Thank you. Now let me ask you this, because I have this wild theory that. <laughs> do you ever wonder if like people in Hollywood are like drinking children's blood or something to like stay young and energetic and healthy and shit like that? I uh, hold on. They didn't do it. They won't put someone in prison if they can't legit remember. To- do the trial, Rob. What's that? They didn't do the trial, Rob. Dues because Rob said the charges were dropped on Snuka. Um, oh, 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 sorry, <laughs> you hit me with adrenochrome, and I'm like, wait, what a minute. Yeah, Rob and Paul oh. are having debates about their own thing about Jimmy Snuka. Guys, this isn't about Jimmy Snuka, He's, isn't he dead? Yeah, I think he died recently. Yeah, um, but no, I uh. Okay, I was just looking at what Rob's last comment was. He said that Tom Hanks will be on the new Elvis movie playing Elvis's manager. Did you know that? No. Uh, who yeah, I'm so yeah, I'm so out of the movie loop. I really. The only Tom Hanks movie I ever enjoyed was The Burbs. Is that what that it was called? Look, I liked a lot of Tom Hanks movies, but the more anybody who's considered a Hollywood nice guy ends up. Being like one of the biggest scumbags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I always have believed that wild, disgusting, evil shit is going on in Hollywood. Like I really do. That's it's one of the reasons why I appreciate much more B movies because it's kind of away from the Hollywood scene in a lot mm. of ways. So I've I've always respected much more B actors and actresses and B movies in general. Well, they're the ones that are trying to create an art. You know, um, like even podcasting at its base, like what we're doing here, we're not making any money off this. Now, hopefully we started a Patreon. Rabbit Red has started a Patreon. So maybe at some point there's a financial gain to it. 
Yeah. But at the same time, it's about the art. So yeah, anything that's made in Hollywood, I think, is some shady shit. Yeah, definitely. Now, so, yeah, the ba- the baby blood. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, wonder, no, I, I do wonder what if there's some satanic, like evil bullshit going on in order to keep. Because come on, there's a lot of these actors and actresses that are way past their prime, but they're still doing wild shit. Like, and yes, I get it. You have stunt doubles, and you have time that you can rest and all that shit but like i don't know man like baby's blood i think they're doing some satanic shit up in there in hollywood uh totally well the, the holly tree the hot like, is oh man you're, you're gonna have to forgive me at this point i've been up for about 21 hours mm. there's they they're supposed to be like this uh, uh it's gonna kill me like this magic mysticism stuff with the holly tree, which is where the name Hollywood comes from. I'm not going to be able to make the connection tonight. Okay. We'll, we'll have to get back to this one, Cody. Okay. But, um, yeah, dude, there's shady shit. There's totally, are you a karate kid fan? Cobra Kai fan? Oh, no, I'm not. I don't know any knowledge of that stuff to be honest. Uh, all right. Well, I'll throw it out there for the people that are watching or listening okay. in the future. At this point in time on Cobra Kai, Ralph Macchio is older than what Pat Morita was in the original Karate Kid. Ralph Macchio in Cobra Kai is older than Pat Morita in Karate Kid. Pat Morita was portrayed as an old man, even though he kicked ass in a couple of scenes where he beat people up. Saved Ralph Macchio's character's ass. Oh man, Paul, we need to talk sometime. So, Paul, call in. You got something to say? Call the fuck in if it's not too far past your bedtime. I know you're probably giving dry handy somewhere, but you know, call in. You got two hands. But uh, yeah. So the first time I heard of adrenochrome and adrenochrome is you know they they say it's kids blood uh it was more on the political side of things and there was a certain former first lady and presidential loser whose name rhymes with schmillery schmitten i think i know who you're talking about who went to haiti where there's a ton of missing children who still to this day haven't been accounted for, but went to Haiti and went to like a voodoo cemetery, a cemetery ceremony. Jesus, I'm getting tired. Went to a, a, a this voodoo ceremony. I'm going to say it again. And there was a whole blood letting, blood drinking ceremony. I, and I don't, I, you know, again, I don't know how true this is. I'm just telling you things that I've read, things that I've heard on podcasts. I've got I, nothing to back this up. I no, I fucking believe that shit like that happens. I mean, the disgusting things that almost all of us would do behind closed doors if we truly thought no one would ever. You know, we all, we almost all of us kind of have dark secrets, you know, that we don't want to get out. Almost all of us, you know, sure. and. People that live in that type of lifestyle, like the higher end lifestyle, like, yes, they're they're going to have even less morals. 
Oh, yeah. You have to sell your soul, basically, to get to that level. Yeah. And once you get to that point, at some point, there's video or there's photographs, some kind of incriminating evidence against you. So you're going to dance for them like a good little boy or good little girl until your time is done and they're done with you. And then you're going to be let free. Um, if you watch, if you watch my, like Disney and Pixar are two of the worst offenders of this stuff. Um, if you watch monsters, Inc replace children's screams with children's blood. And there's the monsters, Inc movie. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's it. Like you're, they're talking about fueling and energy, like making energy in the world that comes from children's screams, from scaring children. The monsters teleporting into the bedrooms. Like there's, you just make that substitution, and yeah, that's it. Like, I it's agree. It's in your I face. Understand. It's in your face. They do it in a subtle way, but if you can look past. The face value you're like oh yeah it's right there yeah i think there's a lot of evil shit like that going on around and that's just what i think um well mike uh mike uh can you play the the sandra bullock video that i sent you or the, the what's his name harvey uh whatever i don't know i sent you two videos you said you could only get one of them to work if well, it's this, this way yeah, in which um, one forces uh, through microneedling. Um, it's like a little roller with these, some of you, I, mean, I think many of you know it. And it pushes through the skin and ruptures the collagen and then boosts it. You look like a burn victim for a day, but then, it's, it, but then it pushes the skin. What are you pushing into the skin, Sarah? Sarah. Sandra? Sarah? Sandra. <laughs> Carrie? <laughs> what are you pushing into the skin? Well, you push in whatever the facialist would like to insert into your pores. But what is it? It is an extraction from a, um, a, a, um, a piece of skin uh, that came from a young person um, far, far away, and they somehow figured out how to extract. It's foreskin from a Korean baby. I... It's like, it's... <laughs> That's what it is. I, no, okay. Who I comes don't, up no, with I this? I don't think, I don't think, it's not like I'm lying there with little pieces all over my face. It's like... <laughs> Thinks of collecting it and, um, and yeah, having it for. We'll do something with this. And someday. why didn't we come up with that? <laughs> right. <laughs> be yeah. Rich. And so, so we call it. I, well, I call it the penis facial. And I think, I think, when you see how good it is to your face, you too will run to your local facialist and say, Put "Give some- me the penis." <laughs> now, see that right there. I mean, they were playing that up for laughs, but she basically just admitted. That stuff, stuff like that exists. Exactly, dude. And they they give it to you. They put it out there, but they make it funny. They try to make it funny, or they try to make it whatever. Oh, look, yeah. it's okay. Look, uh, I had the the foreskin, and they're like, oh no, it's from a baby from Korea. It's okay. We didn't yeah. do it to an American baby. It's okay. Yeah. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. My God. It's uh. It's, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it either, Baron. I don't like it either. But did you, uh did you just call him Baron? Aaron. Okay. <laughs> um I don't know. I might I'm getting tired. I might have said Baron. Okay, I think I think you did call him Baron. 
But anyway, um, so yeah, there, there's not much else to say about the children's blood and skin thing. I, me and you, I think both kind of feel that it's probably somewhat true. Maybe not as dark as I think it is, but I definitely think so, stuff like that exists. That, so you, actors and people can look younger and like they just said on that episode, you know, less wrinkles and you could look like a burn victim and whatever you want to look like. Yeah. Well, who, dude, who's the guy? I sent another video to Mike. Who's the family feud guy? Harvey. Uh, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Look this- Steve Harvey up. Uh, for anybody listening or watching, look up Steve Harvey uh, beauty products. Because I sent that to Mike and he was having trouble converting it over to be able to play it. Uh, look that up. There's another video. It's very similar where they talk about having children or baby DNA in beauty products. It's disgusting. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate the commentary. Yeah. But yeah, like it's come on. Yeah. It's right there in your face. So I mean, there's all kinds of experiments going on. There's all kinds of science and mm-hmm. yeah. Science. Yeah. But there's stories, even all right, even if you don't want to get weird and creepy about uh, like the, the baby blood and DNA and whatnot, there's been stories of people that have had blood transfusions. You know, people that, you know, official, you know, authorized blood donations that were stored and then people that needed a transfusion that got new blood that were like all they may have not they they might not have been um artistic in any way that would have somebody else's blood injected in them that all of a sudden they were able to draw better or people yeah. that didn't play guitar could all of a sudden you know all of a sudden wanted to learn uh, like wanted to take up music and learn how to play the guitar after blood transfusions there's something but it's not just blood, man. There's DNA. There is yeah. life force in us. Even though we're separate individual people, there is a life force inside each and every cell. And when you transplant that into somebody else, it's going to affect you. Yeah. I it, 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 Yeah, I didn't even think about it like that either. Fucking blood transfusions, man. I, my God. Where's oh, that? Oh. And all I'm saying is just give me a blood transfusion fusion with Marilyn Manson so I can suck my own cock too, you know? <laughs> but you don't need that. Just take a rib out. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I do. I don't need it. I don't need my <laughs> So now let's let's go a little bit less dark for a few minutes. Is it true that you're a flat earther? I kind of. I'm I'm not a total believer in the whole the world as a globe theory. Uh, and this is kind of new to me. This is, this is this is relatively new. And I'm still learning about it and trying to figure it out. But if you want to go down to like the basics, uh, take a ball, take a tennis ball and wet it and spin it. Which way does the water go? The water is going to blow out. Right. So you're going to tell me, even though this is a bigger ball and it's spinning, that the water is going to suck in? 
so the the the, the world at half past two. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. Again, I I meant to have numbers ready for many things. Earth. Okay. Speed. While you're looking that up, I'll go ahead and say that, you know, it, the Earth being round, it's one of those things again where you're just told at starting at an early age the world is round and that here's a picture of it here's what it looks like and all that and just accept it so and it's like yeah i never really questioned and you know and we as a society we're made to believe that anybody who's a flat earther is insane and like you know i i should laugh at you for being a flat but i i want to hear what your actual theories are on it okay um Again, I'm not 100% married to this because I spent most of my life, okay, here's what NASA tells us or whoever tells us this is what it is. Again, going back to the whole God thing, go walking into first grade and God created himself. There was a globe on the teacher's desk. Oh, okay, this is how it is. So the earth spins at 1,000 miles an hour on its own axis. While it's going on its own axis, it's spinning around the sun at 66,000 miles an hour. While it's spinning around the sun, supposedly the whole thing is shooting across the galaxy infinitely into what? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But we're just supposed to be like, yeah, this is how it is, right? We're just... Again, Mike, go ahead. Play the clip. Turds on a rock, spinning. Um, Does he have that clip? Yeah, it was just me babbling. We're just turds on a floating rock in the middle of space. Oh, okay, that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, have you ever just gone outside and looked up and nothing is moving? The clouds, the clouds above you, I mean, they might be moving a little bit, but for the most part, they're fairly stationary. Right. You're going to, so we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour on one axis while spinning around the sun at 66,000 miles an hour. And those clouds are still perfectly, are, are perfectly still overhead. As all that's going, while the entire galaxy—Mars, Mercury, Venus, Jupiter—are all moving in the same direction, shooting through, right? Infinity. They. That's a, that's a good. I mean, that's a good point. I. It's all new to me. This is all new to me. So I'm, I'm kind of. I, I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, I mean. I don't know either, man, because I don't – it's another one of those things I don't really care about, so I don't really look into it. Like, okay, if the earth is flat, fine. If the earth is round, fine. If it's kind of somewhere in the middle, okay, I don't care. I, I agree with you. But You it, know you know what kind of interests me a little bit more, and this is and this is something I definitely think is the truth. I 100% believe that there is a such thing as alien life form, and I think that the government knows it, if it is true or not. Uh, there's something to it. But again, now I kind of question that in that I don't necessarily feel the way they describe 
space to us. I'm not sure what these aliens are, but yeah, there's definitely other life forms. So if you want to go with the basic space profile that they've taught us over the years, uh, (laughs) um, yes, then if, if the world's that big, there's no way we're the only ones. And you're a moron if you think that. I, they, I I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. You're yeah. a moron if the if they say that this universe is as big as it is, and humans and the animals that live on this one planet are the only living things. You're a moron. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I said it. I, the way I said it was kind of narrow minded. But no, I don't really think there's like alien life form as in the way it's portrayed in movies i but i do think there's other life forms i definitely think there's other races out there like um, you know human race and another another living race out there there's definitely something out there and we're just not allowed to know about it yet for some reason maybe because they have the answers to if there's actually a god or a heaven and hell (laughs) that's i dude i agree with you that's a possibility I wouldn't be surprised if it's just a matter of hiding secrets so we don't know how special we are as human beings. You know. uh, Or or how much of a very small blip on the radar we are. Maybe they don't want us to feel less important. I don't know. That's right. You know what? You're right. It could be the opposite way. We could be even less than we think we are. You know, we think we're great because we have opposable thumbs and we can handle tools and build things. But we might be nothing in the grand scheme of things. I don't, and I can't, but I get what your point point is. I don't feel sorry. That's okay. I'll (laughs) cry about it later. Um, But no, and that's just, and and again, it's all those things. It's like, if it is, it is. If it isn't, it isn't. I'm just focused on today and tomorrow, you know, in my life. I agree with you. And that's kind of... That's that's really how I feel. And when I, I've had personal discussions, not on air like this is, with people, and I they say, like, well, what do you mean you don't think the earth is round? I'm like, well, I don't know, and I don't care, but I think it's interesting to think about. Be- I'm like, honestly, all I care about is that me and my family are okay. And not just my wife and kids, my you know, my parents and extended family and my wife's parents and her family. Like, I just, I try more to think locally. Just, you know, just be cool. Like, just be cool with everybody. Who cares? Who cares? Just do, live your life, do the right thing. And if there's such a thing as karma, the good things will come back to you. Just, who gives a shit? Just speaking Speaking of being cool to each other and living life peacefully and all that, let's talk about the Kurt Cobain conspiracy. (laughs) How does that transition? Well, it was a little bit tongue in cheek, but you know, because it's all about not treating each other good and all that shit. Um, you God, and and, and I'm just I'm kind of spitfiring some of this these subjects because we are on the in the two hour mark and I didn't expect this to go this long but we're having fun um dude I'm having a great time I can't believe I'm still awake we I will admit I wasn't very educated at all on the Kurt Cobain situation and you sent me an article the other day and asked me to read it and I read I read most of it not all of it Mm. but I did read it and and man I 
I already didn't think it was a suicide, but then reading through that, it's like, holy shit. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the whole thing is nuts. And Paul just posted something. I will. I'm still going to fight you. I do think Cobain was murdered. Courtney may have had something to do with it, but I, I have a theory and I'm still working on it. But I'll throw it out there tonight. I don't care. Uh, but so anyway, I, uh, you know, Kirk Cobain you know, from the beginning was portrayed as a tragic figure. He came out and I'm like, oh, he just looked, he was this sad, tortured artist. I. Uh, a heroin addict like just this mess of a human being but he made great music he made great music he liked guns you know there were so many posters or him in magazines Mag remember when magazines were a thing mm -hmm. magazines holding guns and they, they he the nirvana even had a song called i hate myself and want to die which at the time when it came out he said it was tongue-in-cheek like it was sarcasm because of how he was portrayed in the media. Yeah. But in early 94 and forgive me, I forget the exact dates of everything. Uh, it seemed as though his life was going haywire. They were like, you know, the, the media was reporting, Oh, Kurt Cobain's in rehab. You know, his heroin addiction is out of hand. Courtney Love is trying to take care of him. That you know, Courtney Love. For those, uh, there's any young people out there that aren't familiar with Nirvana, that's his wife. Was his wife? Uh, but it was this whole thing, you know. Look how bad. Uh, Father Mahoney, stay with me, sir. All you stay with me. Um. So I, I like, I was suspicious from the beginning, but I didn't. I didn't care. Like in '94, the internet wasn't like it was there, but it wasn't a thing to be able to really look up stuff. Um, but I remember, by I, I could, I, yeah, I should have pulled out. I I have a ton of magazines from the time he died. I was working at a bookstore at the time, so I you could get discounts on everything. So I bought up everything Kurt Cobain. I have st like stacks of magazines at the time he died. Um, and they would print, we'll start with, uh, the suicide note. They would, they would print the suicide. Now, there you go. So now if you look at that, the three quarters of it, it's very small, very identifiable writing. But if you read it, and I don't know how legible that is, I'm not getting closer to my screen. Um, if you read it, it sounds like... A retirement letter. Oh, yeah. He was very frustrated with the music industry. He was really tired of the whole corporate world and him having to, you know, bend over backwards as an artist. Oh, you got to get this album done and you got to do this tour and you have to play these songs in concerts. Like he was frustrated by it. So it, this was him apparently saying goodbye to the music industry. Nothing about wanting to die, but then as you get to the end where the handwriting changes, it turns into a suicide note. Yeah. The theory when it first came out was he wrote it, he wrote that letter, and then he shot up doing heroin, 
finished the rest, stuck the shotgun in his mouth, and blew his brains out. Now, sticking with the letter. This, hand, this letter was analyzed, and I forget the names, but it was analyzed by two of the, at least America, maybe world, I forget, handwriting analysts, either in the country or in the world, and they said there's no way the handwriting at the top three quarters is the same person at the bottom quarter, quarter no matter how high that person was. There's no way that handwriting is from the same person. So somebody got their hands on that letter and added it to make it sound like a suicide note. Right. So what they said was Cobain was in a rehab center, broke out. Oh, my God. Where is he? Where's Kurt? He made his way to his home in Seattle, did this, blew his brains out. Uh, Mike, if you could put up. The picture of the shotgun, the, the cop holding the shotgun. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> this is the gun that he supposedly stuck in his mouth and pulled the trigger and blew his brains out. Right. Now, the toxicology reports say he had three times the lethal dose of heroin in his body. I don't care how much of a heroin addict you are. There's no way you're sticking that shotgun in your mouth and navigating the trigger to blow your brains out. Also, per police report, there are no fingerprints on that shotgun. Dead guys don't wipe off fingerprints. Right. And plus, if he was trying to kill himself, why wouldn't the heroin overdose just be good enough? Right. Because you had to finish the job. Uh-huh. Someone um, else finished the job. Yes. Um, how about the other scene, Mike, with the box? Uh, so this is supposedly what he left behind. There's his sunglasses, which he's been seen wearing. That cigar box. There's a picture. Uh, there's another picture. I forget if I sent it to Mike or not. Um, open where you could see the needle and the hero, you know, whatever, whatever was left over from shooting up is supposed in that box. There's another picture that exists where the whole works was in there. Um, but everything was packed back in there neatly. And of course uh, you look towards the top, there's his wallet. So you could see his ID like, Oh, of course this is Kurt Cobain. He, he left everything behind. So you would know it was him. Um, so again, going back to the three times the lethal dose of heroin. You don't clean up your kit after shooting up. Put everything back together nice and neat inside that box. Put the note aside. It was supposedly put inside a planter. Like a, there was some plant in the house. Put it in there so it would be seen. Clean up your heroin kit. And then stay with me, Father Mahoney. Nobody cleaned up anything. He was murdered. Um, and then stick the shot. Is Rob, Rob, do you want to call in and argue with Joey? I'd love that. <laughs> anyway. And then take the shotgun, stick it in your mouth, and blow your brains out. Doesn't happen. Now, for the longest time, I did say Courtney Love 
was the one who was behind this. It was a known fact that Kurt Cobain wanted a divorce. Like, he was tired of her crap. Um, if Courtney Love gets divorced, she only gets 50% of the Nirvana money. If he's dead, she gets 100% of the Nirvana money. Makes sense. Get rid of him. And, of course, he doesn't have a time... I mean, they were the biggest band in the world at that time. There was no time for them to suck. They'd put out a bunch of albums. They were huge, making money. He dies a star. And his legacy lives on in the same way Jimi Hendrix does, or The Doors when Jim Morrison died. You know, the, which, strangely enough, they were both dead at 27, too. So you take that into another round of conspiracies if you'd like. Um, there's a guy, he was a musician from Texas. I forget where in Texas. He went by the stage name of El Duce. He's on video saying, Courtney Love offered me, I forget what amount. We'll just, I'm going to make numbers up again, but it's on a video. I think it's called Court, Kurt and Courtney, a documentary. Uh, Courtney offered me $50,000 to pick off her old man. And then this dude was found dead. Because he stepped in front of a train. Like, I don't know what that guy's story was. Apparently, he was into some shady shit. But he, you know, he was pointing fingers at Courtney. Like, oh, yeah, she wanted him dead. She wanted him dead. And then he ends up dead. Right. So, okay. Yeah. So maybe Courtney was involved. She was the one that spearheaded this whole project. Fine. Um, um, I was on board forever and ever. And they say, they, you know, if you want to get uh, into the whole dark arts thing and the whole sac, they, you know, again, they say they say there has to be some sort of sacrifice for you to become such a star, such a celebrity, so famous. Uh, whether it's a family member or a friend or something of yourself, there's got to be some sort of sacrifice. So, okay. Cobain dies, all of a sudden Courtney Love puts out two albums that are huge. Makes sense. But then her career dies. She goes, she has a movie. What was that? Larry Flint movie with Woody Harrelson. Oh! Um, uh, the Larry Flint. Yes. Yes. Huge I like movie. It. Yeah. it was a great movie. It was a great movie. But every, you know, a lot of people were interested in it because... We'll never get young, baby. Like that one? Is that was that her? Or was that someone? <laughs> baby, so, don't don't ever let me go. Grow old, baby. Yeah, like so she had a career. But it died. Her career died. Nobody gives a crap about Courtney Love. Whose career is still thriving to this day since Cobain's death? Kurt Cobain. No. No? No. Who? Dave Grohl. Oh. The drummer. And he's the one that tried to it's that sued Courtney? Yeah. Come on, the Foo Fighters? You know who the Foo Fighters are? I mean, may, I guess I should a little bit better, but yeah, I know who they are. <laughs> Those guys, they've been the biggest band of the last 25 years. 
he has far and away been the most successful musician since Kurt Cobain died. I think he had something more to do with it than she did. Really? Grohl is guilty there, Grandpa. Mm. Paul, he's not the nice guy you think he is. Oh, boy. I And the recent death of Taylor Hawkins, the drummer of the Foo Fighters. Because nobody, I, I don't know anybody that's given a crap about the Foo Fighters the last few years. So there, his fame is waning. His fame is disappearing. And all of a sudden, Taylor Hawkins, uh, Taylor Hawkins, who's cleaned his act up. And much like Cobain had a kid that he was, it made it seem like he wanted to stay alive for. Hawkins has kids, had uh, multiple kids. And cleaned his act up. And all of a sudden he dies out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. They're like, oh, he relapsed. Like, come on. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, right. it doesn't make any sense. Now everybody's talking about Dave Grohl again. Oh, and wait, what? Dave Grohl's got a movie out? Dave Grohl's got the movie? I don't know what it's called. It's like a horror comedy. It, isn't it called Studio 666? I yes. think. Studio 666. Yes. Yes. Mike, yes. did you watch it? Hold right, on. Right. No, but I have the Blu-ray right here. You got so it? Yeah. Yes, I All did right. get. I, I got, there's no bonus features on it. Surprisingly. Oh, no. you don't actually see Taylor Hawkins get killed? Well, no, you do. But I like a lot of people were surprised that like they didn't do a tribute to Taylor Hawkins or anything as a bonus feature on the disc. Because he doesn't care. Because Dave Grohl's a piece of shit. Dave Grohl is a gigantic piece of shit. I um. I I did, I did watch a trailer for that movie, and I'm not. I'm going to be honest; it didn't look interesting at all to me. No, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Dave Grohl. Like I liked some of the Foo Fighters' music from their beginning up until 2011. I thought they were a decent band. I liked a lot of their stuff. I didn't think there was anything revolutionary. I didn't think there was anything groundbreaking. But they made entertaining rock music. But since 2011, I don't think anybody's given a crap. So now he's got to do the next sacrifice. I only know one person who, and I know a few people that are Foo Fighters fans. I only know one person that read his bio. Dave Grohl put out an autobiography. I only know one person that read it. Like Nobody cares about the Foo Fighters like they used to. Now all of a sudden, Taylor Hawkins is dead and everybody's talking about them again. Right. I... 100% believe Dave Grohl is behind his death and Taylor Hawkins' death. I don't know how to prove it, but I'm going with the shady shit, the shady dark side of Hollywood and the entertainment industry. And they say, you bet it. They, you have to think there's got to be a, some kind of sacrifice. Uh, and he's the one that has benefited the most. Uh, over was, the last 25 he, years. He was the one that played Satan in the Tenacious D film, The Pick yeah. of Destiny. Yes. What a so movie I, that was. That was good. I only saw that like two years ago. <laughs> I saw it years upon years ago, and I don't remember much of it, but it was it, it was entertaining from what I remember. Yeah, I I agree. At a, at a base level, it was entertaining. I, I But, yeah, dude, I, I just I don't think... I think I, I get. 
I, I swear forever it was Courtney. I swear forever it was Courtney. But this whole dark art shit has got me like wrapped around my brain. And then all of a sudden, Hawkins is dead. And everybody's like, oh, my God, Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl. Oh, my God, he lost his best friend. How could so much tragedy happen to one guy? Well, he's sacrificing people. Maybe it's not, I don't, you know, it's not like I think he put a gun to Kurt Cobain's head or did however Hawkins died. Like, I don't think he physically did it, but he's the one that's going to benefit. And the whole premise of the movie is that the band and the whole Foo Fighters band is in this movie is that they can't come up with, like, they're having writer's block. So look at here, Paul. Uh, uh, Rob says. So you're saying if Gene Simmons dies, it was Paul Stanley. So uh, so Kiss can be back in people's mouth. Well, they're old man. You got Rob hot tonight. You got him heated tonight. Win for me, then. That's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it interesting. You know what I'm saying? I I just I it's I don't trust any of it, man. I don't. I have plenty of skepticism, whether it's political or entertainment or religious. A lot of skepticism, and I. Oh, uh, here he comes. I've got a theory. Donald Pleasance didn't die from from heart valve replacement surgery at seventy-five. Here's what happened: Jamie Lee Curtis killed him. So that she could come back to the franchise in H2O three years later. That's why she did it. Because he was the fucking flagship of Halloween. And she killed him just so she could take it over. She killed Donald Pleasance. Fuck you, Jamie Lee Curtis, again. You really believe that, Mike? You really, like you actually think that? Or are you just trying to add content? Like... Come back in here. You really actually believe that? I've brought him over to you know the dark what? side. I'm, I'm going to tell you what. Joey's fucking reasoning, his logic made me start thinking. She fucking had no career, really. She was due for a resurgence herself. So she fucking, you know what? She made his heart valve bad. She fucking did something. She fucking made it happen. You. <laughs> Get out of here. Get the, uh, he was he was just about to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it was. I mean, I shouldn't even have told him to leave. He probably would have left regardless. But yeah, he's over there crying, cry laughing right now because <laughs> about Donald Pleasance dying, and now he hates Jamie Lee Curtis. He just came up with it just on the spot while you were talking. I, I hated Jamie Lee Curtis for years, and then I finally like got over my hatred. But now, Joey, I swear to God, you you. <laughs> Do I it. With your eyes. He's gone, Mike. He's gone. He pro- <laughs> Keep it up. He Don't died. disappear. I want to hear the laugh. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> my face is turning as red as this curtain right now yeah it is that's great we, we man we we got a great moment in tonight's episode <laughs> um so moving on to one last thing i want to talk about and and then we're going to call it an episode for tonight you know we got to talk about this because it's the hottest topic in the news right now 
school shootings and shootings in general. I know originally a few days ago you said, ah, Cody, I don't know if I want to talk about it. Maybe let it die down a little bit. But no, we're going to talk about it tonight. Okay. I want to start this one off. I, um, the Texas shooting that just happened, what was that, a couple of weeks ago? Uh, Probably about two weeks ago, roughly. I do believe in my heart that most of what we were told about that was true. Um, I think a very disgusting, evil act happened on that day, and it's and the cops fucked up. Don't forget that they fucked okay. up royal. Get out of royal. here, okay? That's what I was gonna say. I think as far as the tragedies that happened on that day, I think most of that. I think all that's true. I, I personally think that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you you we've been hearing what three, four different stories now about what the police did and what they didn't do. And so that's where it's like, okay, what's the real story? What, you know what I mean? I agree. Um, all right. So just behind the scenes when, it, you know, I was approached to come on Cody's hot seat. You, you had brought up school shootings and I'm like, I don't know this. Uvalde things kind of new. It's uh, I should have been like, all right, let's jump on it because it's a hot topic. But I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Because I just picture like what happened to guys like Alex Jones talking about Sandy Hook and everybody else. It just becomes like this taboo thing. Like, oh, the kids, the kids. Think about the kids. The kids are dead. And uh, it, well, I'm not going to hit on any of it and make any way. This is the one topic but I don't I'm think make weird jokes about because it is terrible. It is terrible. And so is, and going, you know, we talked about 9 11. So was 3,000 people who perished in those buildings. Yes, that's terrible too. Yeah. So I, I, you know, and I, I, I texted you earlier. I'm like, you know what, dude, like, just let's have at it. I don't give a shit. I, you know, and again, I think you benefited from me having a crazy, hectic day. I'm just tired and I don't give a crap. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I want to have fun. I want to do a good show. And it's, it's in the news. It's a thing right now. So you're, I, you were right. We probably should talk about it. Uh, whatever they initially said is the, the story. Like, oh, here's a kid who's a crossdresser. Look at him. Here's him posing with guns in a dress. He's does. He is having trouble with his sexuality. He shot his grandma. He got in his truck. He drove to the school. Shot kids up. Like everything about it from what's been come out and even in in the mainstream media things aren't jiving man like this kid just turned 18 and he had four thousand dollars i think it was worth of guns and ammo and he had a job at wendy's like get back dude i've got a great job and i don't i'm not just picking up four thousand dollars worth of Anything. I would have believed it more if they said he had a job at Denny's uh, making great tips and just saved up all those tips for six months to a year or something. That would make more sense. It yeah. really would make more sense than working at Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> but the story, the story that's been going now is he went, shot his grandma. The cops were chasing him. He crashed like this $30,000 truck or $40,000 truck, jumped out with the guns, the ammo, the body armor went into the school and there just happened to be a door propped open. I know I have kids. I have kids. I know how it is. 
They, everything, it's like Fort Knox, dude. You're like, you're just not walking into any of these schools anymore. Dude, I'm telling you real quick here. Back in 2018, I um, got in contact with one of my old school teachers who I, I, you know, still was in contact with for all these years off and on. And I, I wanted to go down and visit the high school, the, my, my old high school, because I do have a lot of uh, nostalgic memories. And actually, this is tied into real quick here, just to backtrack. This is tied into my dreams because around between 2015 and 2018, every single week, about two or three nights out of every single week, I was having a dream that was in the setting of my high school. Mm-hmm. So I thought to myself, like, you know what? Maybe I should go back there and visit that place and get like a new image of that place and a new visual and just, you know what I mean? Like kind of, I don't want to say make peace with it because I didn't leave that high school on bad terms. I actually had a great time my uh, junior and senior year, mm-hmm. but I wanted to visit the high school because I, I thought maybe it would settle down the dreams a little bit. And it, and it did actually, but nice. I called my teacher again, this is 2018. I called her up. We had a great conversation and I told her, I said, I want to come down here and visit, you know, what, you know, what do you think the principal will say? And she called me back the next day and he said, you know, come at the end of the day and come to a specific door because all of our fucking doors are locked, mm-hmm. sealed locked. We'll, we will have to unlock it from the inside to let you in. And I remember even at that time, I was like, wow, this is fucking different than how it was back in 04, 05, when I was about to graduate high school. Back in those days, there was four or five different entrances to that high school, and you could enter into any any one of them. It didn't mm-hmm. fucking matter. But yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. In dipshit Ohio, where I live, this high school was locked down, and when's the last Excuse me. When's the last time you heard about any tragic thing happened in Ohio? It's been a while. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Dipshit Ohio. Locked down school. That wasn't a popular school or anything like that. Just locked down in 2018. So, mm-hmm. yes, I agree with you. Why? What? There was just a door that was just unlocked in this fucking... Was it a preschool? or what? No, it was an elementary. Elementary, elementary school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? That doesn't add up. No. Not one bit. And then the cops wouldn't go in and the chief or whoever, the sheriff, whatever, like one of the top dogs, well, I wasn't ready to send my people in because I didn't want somebody to get shot. The kids are getting slaughtered. Get the hell out of here. Come on. Come on. Um, There is something about kids that getting shot and killed that it hits me. It's so weird, too, because I'm not a kid person. I actually hate being around kids, but... (laughs) You know, if you compare it, yes, 3,000 people plus 3,000 plus people died in the World Trade Center incident. Those were adults. They at least got to live some of their lives. It mm. was terrible what happened, but they were adults. These were fucking elementary kids that just got slaughtered for no fucking reason. And what? Like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I broke down in tears when I heard about it. I I agree with you. Now, I, I wouldn't say I broke down in tears, but it just makes me more concerned because I have, well, I, my one, one kid just graduated high school. The other one's out. She's working, but I still have one that's in high school. Um, so yeah, I'm concerned. I'm very concerned because I never know what's going to happen. Uh, they, you know, it's the high school goes from ninth through 12th. There's roughly 700 kids in each grade. And you don't know 
the backgrounds of each of these kids. You don't know what kind of family life each of these kids have. You could have a kid with a screw loose. Yeah. So you know, there's there is something to someone having a mental illness that's going to be like, I want vengeance. I want to go shoot up a school. I want to go right. shoot up whatever. But this kid that did this shooting supposedly had no connection to the elementary school. So I can't even imagine like I can't as a rational human being, even if I debate the whole globe versus flat earth. So you can, you can say how rational I am. That, that, that's something our father would debate you on. (laughs) Um, like it doesn't, it doesn't, I, I can't comprehend that. I can't comprehend going into a random place and exacting vengeance somewhere like, Oh my God, my life is so screwed up and it stems from this, but he didn't didn't say, didn't they say that his grandmother survived? Initially they said she was dead and then she was alive. So I I have no idea where it stands right now. So nothing from the story sticks. And again, I'm not saying kids didn't die. I'm just saying that it doesn't, nothing jives. And Grandpa Paul just posted, what do you think the goal of the shooting was? And just like the majority of the shootings that have happened lately, I think the goal is for the government to try to take our guns. I think so, too. The whole idea is disarm the population and they could take control. And it's worked for other countries. And there's never been a good outcome for its citizens. It's just it's. Bad news all around. Um, and you get people that when you when you make it a school shooting, you get, again, the whole sacrifice thing. And I don't know who posted. Somebody from Ra- who's handling rabbitandredradio.com. Fear, equal, fear and control. And that's what it is. And I think... And this could be a whole other, <laughs> the whole other show. I think this COVID, I really think COVID was a whole thing that was about control. And it was a test to see who would be compliant on masks and vaccinations right. and everything else. Yeah, I, and, I think so too. Because then, I mean, let's think about it. The beginning uh, uh, portion, the beginning time period of vaccinations it was pushed so hard that you, we were all made to believe that, well, once you get vaccinated, A, you're not going to get it anymore, and B, you're not going to pass it anymore. But then, nowadays, oh, well, you can still get it, and you can still transmit it. What's the fucking point of it, then? I didn't have one shot, and I'm never going to have a shot. And if Me my, neither. The company I work for, if they ever force it, as much as I don't want to leave, I will have to leave. I... I've got a lot of time. I, you know, I don't want to get into where I work and what I do. I like I've said before, vaguely, I'm in construction, but I've been with this company forever, and I don't want to leave because the money's good, the benefits are good, and everything else is good. But if it ever comes down where it's like you need this to keep your job, I'm going to just be like, you know, you piss off because I'm not doing it. I'm not jumping through your hoops, man. Yeah, no. I like, and I was just having a conversation with another one of my friends through text messages about this just two, three days ago. But, uh, I, I went through this time uh, period where I I was pressured to also get the vaccination. I was almost shamed 
by people denying. I, I stuck to my guns on it. Like, no, I'm not getting the vaccine, uh, the vaccine whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Not getting yeah. it. Man, I was like, told by my home health agency at one point, like, well, if you don't get the vaccine, then we can't send staff. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, then I'll get a hold of my fucking lawyer because that's you can't you can't do that to me. You can't force me to get something like that. Um, and then one of my case managers even tried to tell me, like, well, you know, you should get it. And if you don't, we might end up having to cut. So, and I told her, like, no, I'll contact my fucking lawyer. Like, don't do that. Don't even try that shit on me. So I can't remember. Do you remember when the vaccine first became available? Was it early? Was it mid-2021 or was it early 2021? I'm going to say mid. Oh, God. Mid to late? I don't know. It, it feels like it's like been that. roughly about a year. Roughly. Yeah, I feel like it was mid. Uh, it's you know, but um, yeah, there was that time period that like everyone picked a side because everyone was pressured and and uh, to pick a side. And mm. it's like, no, like, and I told all my friends like, hey, I'll support you. Like, if you want to get it, get it. I, it's not going to change my opinion of you or anything like that. But mm. I will not get it whatsoever. Uh, and it became. And I- it became a political thing. Right. And it shouldn't be. It's a medical thing. Just leave it alone. Yeah. And, and I uh, I couldn't tell you how many people I pissed off that they were like, but you should, you should think about the elderly. I'm like, my body, my choice. It works for people with abortions. I, I'm using it for the vaccination. Like, come on. I don't get, like, I couldn't tell you the last time. No, I could tell you the last time. The last time I was sick, like bedridden sick, was 22 years ago. Damn. I, I, you know, I've had little, like, you know, a cold here or uh, like a little bug there, but it wasn't anything that I couldn't muscle through. Do you think you're still healthy at 48 years old because you're still getting pussy all these years later? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's the beer. The beer, I think it was. Uh, me, Mike, and Poe are talking. Yeah, it the blood. It keeps things moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. And in um, all serious, all jokes aside, it has probably got to do with a lot of the motivation and love that you have throughout your family, and the right you feel loved. And yeah, you're I got right. I got no time to be sick. Yeah, <laughs> like I've got to keep going. And you know, I have kids that I want to see grow up, who hopefully give me grandkids. Like I am not screwing around here. Uh, right. Don't get me wrong. For you know, I enjoy a good beer here and there. If you don't mind me asking, did any of your children get pressured into getting the vaccine? I. Uh, if you don't my, want to answer that, we can go. We can move on. My oldest got it, but she was over eighteen at the time, so it wasn't like I could. Uh, yeah. Tell her no. She was an adult. Yeah. If I you talked her. If you can't tell her she can't date a black man, you can't tell her she can get the vaccine, right? Uh, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how that correlates, but <laughs> it doesn't. It was just fucking stupid. <laughs> I know. I was just being. I'm trying to be silly. Um, what? But I tried to. So I tried to be running tri- triathlons. What? <laughs> Who is running the fucking rabbit of red page? Mike, is that you? Who the fuck is that? Anyway, I'm sorry. Not me. I do not know who it is. It must be John. It's it's got to either be John or uh, maybe it's Aaron. I don't fucking know. Anyway, sorry, Joey. Go ahead. Yeah, all good. Um, but then the my younger kids, the other two younger ones, 
but at the time when it became a thing and it seemed like it was going to be forced to be able to go into a restaurant or to a concert or this, that, or the other thing, uh, you're going to have to show your vaccination card if you want to get into this place or that place. I, I tried my best. I'm like, look, just hang in there. I'm like, you I know what you're hearing from probably your teachers and what you're hearing from your friends and what you're seeing on TV. I'm like, but you're going to have to trust me on this one. I'm like, I know per the grand scheme of things, I'm the one that sounds like a lunatic because everybody's like, you should do this. This is for the greater good. This is for this. And this is for that. But hang in there. Just trust me. Everything's going to go back somewhat normal. You're going to be able to go where you want to go and not have to dab this experimental jab i just please please don't do it uh-huh. and they didn't do it they you know they had they you know they would go to their doctor for whatever it is that they had to go for like physicals for school and they didn't do it did, did, you, did you have your wife's support on this too okay <laughs> Right. And then you were then yeah you were a one man uh, like army yeah. on this then yes oh boy yeah. um and even like not just my immediate family the you know parents and aunts and uncles and you know people close everybody's divided so it, it's it's definitely a thing and some people are very adamant about it some people are like you do you they get it like you said get it don't get it I don't care. And that's what it point, should be. Who cares? Yeah. And, you know, and at this point, I can't even tell you which one of my friends have it and which one of them don't because I forgot right away because I don't care. Right. Exactly. I don't give a crap. You know, to get your flu shot. Get your this shot. Get your that shot. But just leave me alone, dude. Let me live my life. Let me do what I want to do. Yeah, going back to the whole living life, your spirituality of is, is this the beginning and the end? Heaven, hell. You get one shot at this. Let me do it my way. Yeah. As long as I'm not harming anybody, as long as I'm not abusing children and kicking puppies, leave me alone. Uh-huh. I, I go to work every day and I make the money that I need to make so I can have fun with my family. I just leave me alone. Right. That's all I want. Now, That's all I want. Let me tell you real quick about what uh, what I went through throughout the beginning stages of this. What is this comment? Maybe even the power pad. 100 yard hurdles what the f- who who is drunk and or high running the fucking rabbit and red radio facebook page that's really what i want to know anyway um so i learned something really early on when all this was happening because I, I looked it up i most likely poe i'm gonna interrupt you for one second just try to keep this running for like 10 more minutes yeah i step away for for a minute so okay yeah why, why do you have to step away for a minute why do you think i have wipe to... your mama's vagina exactly Obviously. all right i we're figured gonna... it was his or hers yeah yeah okay yeah we're, we got a good 10 more minutes left and the guy yeah. got a couple more things to talk about anyway right. um so anyway um so i looked into this again i um, i live in ohio um, you know, each state, I think there for a while was kind of doing their own thing on all this for a little while. Mm-hmm. Well, per the CDC's guidelines and big time at the time, the Ohio governor, I think it was, or the Ohio something 
it was said that any and all people had to wear a mask except for small children below a certain age and anybody who had a medical reason that they could not get their own hands up to their face. Well, guess what? I fall into that category because I cannot medically speaking, get my own hands up to my own face at all. So I had a medical and genuine legit excuse that I could, I, I could go anywhere I wanted to without a fucking mask on. What I did is I went to my doctors and I had him write up a, an official like statement with a you know, bunch of ID numbers on it. Like, Oh, if you need to call me, you know, and it said on there, please excuse Cody Corley, you know, from having to wear, because this reason, that reason, this is his medical condition, blah, blah, blah. And I, you know what I did? I just, I took my ID and I took that letter with me everywhere I went. And I did that all the way up until almost the end of last year. I'd say, I think the last time I took that out with me was actually last November or something like that, or maybe December. Mm -hmm. So, and for the most part, nobody even asked to see it for the most part. However, um, there was this one time my cousin uh, took me to a Chinese buffet place. And as soon as I went in there, they flipped the fuck out. The, the sir, listen to this. The, the servers, you know, they're all ching chong ching, you know, uh, fucking talking in their own language and shit. And that's what happened. When I went in there, they started talking to each other and their own lingo and they're pointing at me as they're to so they wanted me to know that they're ching chong chinging to each other about me right oh, so we find our seats and again everybody in there's got a mask on except for me but i do to be completely honest i loved that time period because it was like ah, i can get away with shit that you guys can't yeah oh my god that would be amazing <laughs> yeah it was it was fucking empowering and entertaining so um <laughs> so the serve, I shit you not, I swore on my fucking dog's grave this happened, you guys. I went into, a, the, the, uh, we were sitting at the table. It was me, my cousin, his and his wife. And the server comes up to us, and she gets the drink orders from him and her, but completely skips me. Doesn't even ask me what I want to drink. What? Right. And before she walks away, I'm, I'm like, excuse me, ma'am. Can I get a drink? And she goes, she looks at me, she goes, Oh, yeah, what What do you want? What do you want? And I, you know, I'm, like, I'm thinking, like, What the fuck? Wow. Um, so then a few minutes go by, and uh, me and my cousin go up to the buffet, and I, I, I did make sure I stayed a little bit further away from the buffet. I must have been, I wasn't a full six feet away, uh, admittedly, but. <laughs> I was probably a good three or four. I was further away. Mm-hmm. I couldn't re- if I could reach out, I wouldn't have been able to touch anything. Okay. Um, so I was a little bit further away from the buffet. So, so the it was man- still like a slight consideration. To yeah, there, no, and that it was the truth. Because actually, when we went up to the buffet, I told my cousin, I was like, "Look, they're already on edge." You yeah. know, I said, "I said, you know, when we go up there, let's don't get me too too close to the to the, the plates and all that." I just yeah. you know, I can see from a little bit further away. So uh, we were looking at the food and whatnot, and the manager comes up to us, and he doesn't talk to me because he probably thinks I was a fucking retard or something like that, you know. But so he was talking to my cousin, and he goes, "Oh yes, um, we appreciate your patronage, but uh, next time he come in, he wear mask." And my cousin, um, 
pulls out my my letter because you know I don't go home, I don't leave home without it. And uh, <laughs> he goes to show the manager uh, my letter, and the manager goes, "No, no, no, I don't care about that. He wear mask next time, or he don't come in at all." And wow. I was still like, "Holy fucking shit!" And um, I, I'm I have a lawyer friend who I'm pretty close with. He's an older guy. I call him Gramps because you know I feel like he's forty eight. No, he's not 48. He's actually 72. He's a boxing fan. So whenever like I get on the phone with him, he always picks on me like, Cody, are you done watching that fake fucking wrestling bullshit and ready to watch <laughs> something real? Uh, <laughs> anyway, I called him up and I was talking to him about that. And he told me, he said, you know, you could actually probably sue them for that. Because I they, believe it. Yeah. yeah, he said that like, these companies, even though they are privately owned and they they are legally allowed to attempt to push that type of thing, mm -hmm. if push came to shove, the Ohio State's governor said that you cannot, uh, you cannot throw out a person who who cannot actually get his hands up to his face. Like I could have, I could have fought that, and I probably would have won. I just, mm -hmm. I just. I just didn't want to fight the chinks at the time. I just kind of wanted to let it go. I just wanted that Donald Trump check that he promised us $2,000. And, hey, we got it. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it, like, it was wild at that time period. But the, and, again, if, if you really want to get into it, a lot of the, uh, these stores and these restaurants said, you know, they would post, like, you must wear a mask due to the mandate. Well, mandate, by definition, does not mean mandatory. Mandate is suggestion. So none of these places, not one of them, should have left anyone out if they walked in without a mask. It was just, it got to the point where people believed that it was mandatory. Mandate does not equate mandatory. A lot of these restaurants that I do go to, I I have good contact, a good good uh, connection with a lot of the people who work at these places. And I started asking them, I said, hey, how are you guys handling customers that come in without masks or anything? And they say, like, we just don't want to say anything to because we don't want to lose the business. No. We don't have care. How many people, how many businesses went out? How many businesses closed doors because of this nonsense? Yeah. You know, we, I deliberately did not go to a single chain or like, you know, big, any big businesses when everything was like really awkward and closed down. Once, you know, there was like a couple weeks where it was, you know, the, everything was closed except for, you know, Walmart and supermarkets. You know, you didn't have a choice. That's where you had to get your food. But the second small businesses were able to at least open up for takeout, that's all I went to. Like my yeah. the people, my kids would be like, "Can we get, I you know, Pizza Hut? I don't know. I'm just like throwing out. I'm like, no. I'm like, you want pizza? We're going to the mom and pop shop down your the street. Kids are probably, your kids are probably like, can we get Chick Fil A? And you're like, no, we're not <laughs> family. You tell me no, no gay shit. <laughs> That's right. No, I'm just kidding. I know you didn't do anything like that. No, but Chick Fil A, you know, a Chick Fil A would made more sense than Pizza Hut. They like yeah. Chick Fil A. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm like, no, we're not going to a single corporate, and they didn't like they don't 
give a crap about that yet. But I'm like, no, like these people have like big corporate backings. I'm like, the mom and pop shop, the you know, the the people that are own this stuff locally that have one store that that's where their livelihood is made. That's where we're going. I'm like, until the world becomes normal, then maybe we could start going here and there again. But mm-hmm. until that time comes, I'm like, we're not. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. You know, I'm not sure exactly how it was pushed at first and where you live, but here in Ohio, the initial idea was that it, they almost tried to push as if it was illegal to be driving around when it was everyone. They said, stay at home, don't go to stores. But then, and then people started asking questions. Well, what happens if a cop does pull you over? And then everyone said, no, well, they're not actually going to arrest you for it. They're just going to suggest that you go back home. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember the first time, cause I live in Pennsylvania and I'm near the Jersey, the, the Pennsylvania Jersey border. They closed all the liquor stores, all the, they, I don't know how it is out there. Pennsylvania still acts like it's 1932 and you got to get your beer here and your wine and liquor here. And it's just, it's dumb. Mm-hmm. It's totally dumb. You can't just go to one store and buy the booze that you want to buy. So they closed all these stores. <laughs> like you couldn't buy wine or whiskey or vodka. You could go to a beer store, but you couldn't get the hard alcohol. So I'm like, I'm going to Jersey. And my wife's like, you can't, you're not supposed to. I'm like, I don't care what I'm supposed to or not supposed to do. I'm going. I'm going. Yeah, no one stopped you now, did they? Uh, no. And I didn't, like, I just, I'm like, I can't. I'm not from the second everything started, dude. I'm just like, this isn't how it's supposed to be. Like, who thinks any of this is going to make any sense? I even, like, we, if, <laughs> dude, if you cross state lines, like, you weren't supposed to, like, work wise. They're like, well, you have to, you have to quarantine for three days. I took my kids to the beach. Like, <laughs> we would go into Jersey. And we hang out at the beach in the springtime. I think, like, no, this, because that's, that's one, that's what we like to do. We like mm-hmm. to be by the ocean, smelling the salt air, enjoying, like, I, when nothing was happening, you know, these stores weren't open in Jersey, like, but we still went. We still went and we walked the boardwalks and we went and we brought our chairs and we sat on the beach and we just hung out and spent time together. I, I don't care. Like, I had, Somebody say to me, like, well, you're not supposed to. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I don't care, dude. I don't care. You're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to. I don't care. I don't care. I wanted to go to the beach. I supposedly I am a free American citizen that can I have a license. I can travel. I can go where I want to go. I'm going to the beach. I'm hanging out. He's back. I just did none of it, none of it made sense. But I didn't buy it from the beginning. I don't know if you were on Twitter, but I remember when the whole thing started. They were showing these videos. It was it was so staged. You would see these people walking in the street and be like, oh, my God, COVID's so bad. And you'd see somebody do a face plant on the sidewalk. But then all of a sudden, four people in hazmat suits would skip them, skip scoop. Ah, I can't even tell. Oh, my God. Scoop them up and throw them in the back of an ambulance. And... Like, oh, wait, what? What? You had a film crew there? Like, come on. Enough with your nonsense. Enough with the propaganda from China. My mom lives at assisted living home. Ah, 
Put that back up, Mike. My mom lives, this is uh, Father Mahoney. My mom lives at assisted living home with Alzheimer's stage five. If we didn't get the shot, we couldn't see her. I felt my rights were violated, but didn't fight it because her health is real bad. Yeah, dude. Now, see, I never had to deal with something like that. I don't know what I would do if I had to. I just know if it, if you're talking career, if you're talking a job, I'm not doing it. I'm not selling my soul. I've sold my soul minimum of 40 hours a week. I work tons of overtime. I'm not doing any more. I'm not, you know, I'm not selling my soul anymore to keep a job. Now, if there ever became a situation where I had to see my parents, I'm lucky enough. Both my parents are still alive. I mean, well, they're still young. They're 69 and 70. Um, 69. Nice. I was afraid of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That might be a different story, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't had to deal with that. There was almost a time the company I worked for almost, I bet Walmart never closed. No, of course Walmart never closed. They shortened their hours. They used to be 24. Then they went to like 12 hours a day, but they never, they never closed. You know, um, interesting, real quick, uh, before I forget, around here where I live, the last, the very last big place that would close down because of the COVID thing was the mall. The mall did not want to close down until I think they were forced to. Really? Yep. Too much, too much, too many patrons, too much money flowing in that place. Yeah. All right. We're pushing three hours. This is going to be my oh. last question. This is well, I'm going to have a die with Grohl and he'll steal your soul. Um, the malls. Do I, right. is the mall still uh, a thing by you? Because I have one. I could. Could, if I had to, I could walk there. It's close oh. enough. I'd have to cross a highway, which I really wouldn't want to walk across. Oh. But I live near a mall, and it sucks. It's dead. There's- yeah. I, you know what's weird? Oh, man. I'll, I'll brush this past quickly. Brush past this quickly because, yeah, it, we are going on the three-hour mark. But uh, the mall, it, it opened back up. It was also one of the first things to open back up, you know, w- with the shutdown and all that. Surprise, surprise. Um, it, for my mall, it depends on the day, you know, if you go on a Tuesday or Thursday, it might be kind of more bare, but you know, for some reason, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and sometimes even Mondays, it's, it's jamming still, but here's the problem at the, my mall, it's, it's often ran by fucking teenagers now. And at the mall that's nearest me. Since January, there has been, I think, almost a half dozen teenage group fights at my mall. Like, just teenagers getting in fights with each other. Yeah. Just random fights. And and it's just, it's so weird because, like, the security there, they're not trying to stop anything. Because, again, even though there's teenagers, they're also patrons and they're coming in with money. Right. Um, that's all that it's about. One last thing I'll make about the mall. I was just there with Brilia just a few weeks ago. We were sitting in the food court. Swear to Christ on this, and I'm not talking about it as if it's a joke or something that's cool or anything like that, but this group of teenagers were walking up to, like, the Asian chow place or something like that. And I ain't talking about no close-to-adulthood teenagers, you know, 17, 18, anything like that. Like, you could tell these girls were 12, 13 years old. They were dressed 
and like they were a fucking stripper on a stage. Like side boob was hanging out, and oh. like they like everything was hanging out. And me and Berlia was talking about it, like it's fucking insane. Yeah. It like they walked right past security, and nobody said anything to them. Oh, so, so and it, it's like stuff like that, dude. It's like these teenagers are growing up fast and too fast. Yes, Mike. Okay, Mike. Thank you for that uh, input. He's like, stop talking about teenage side boob. No, no, I had to. I had to switch to my phone because my laptop just died. Okay, we're logging off here. Yeah, 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 we've gone too long. Yeah, but anyway, we've been all over the place. COVID, the mall, naked teenagers. Last one we probably shouldn't ever talk about again, but still. Yeah, that, that's it. But anyway, on that note, Joey, <laughs> thank you very much for joining me on tonight's hot seat. My God, I did not think we were going to make it to the three-hour mark with this whole conversation. Let me, dude, it's almost 2 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Um, my dog is probably going to wake me up in about an hour and a half. I'm going to be out of my mind. Um, no. Cody, this was fantastic. Um, and I'm sure Michael agree. I would love to have you in an episode of mind jacked. Um, if I ever get an invite, I would totally come back, uh, on the, the hot seat. I had a great time. It's been fantastic meeting you. You know, I've seen, uh, tales from the Crips crossing the streams. Uh, so it was nice to finally get a chance to talk to you, man. I, I really, appreciate- I, I enjoyed the, the agreements, the disagreements. I I had a lot of fun tonight. I really did. Right. I appreciate that, my man. Um, One of the last things I want to tell you is if you haven't already, all of my guests that come onto my show has to share my goddamn GoFundMe. So you best share my GoFundMe for me. You You got got it. it. (laughs) I will definitely do that. I I know Mike's going to pop in and say, well, it's always promoted on every fucking thing. Yes. Thank (laughs) you, Mike. I get that. But I want my guests to share it anyway. I will. I'll I'll put it on. I have uh, a mind jacked. I I handle the Mind Jack Twitter, and I okay. have uh, Joey T Pod, which covers my jacket audio. I I had a short lived, possibly resurrected Joey T podcast and Mind Jacked. I try to tag all of them in that. Uh, I'll I'll put it on those two. Uh, okay. I think I might still have access to Jacket. My my co host on there, even though we haven't done a show in a year and a half. He has access to, I don't know, whatever. It'll go out. It'll get, I'll get it out there for you. At I least will, on those three Twitters. I appreciate that, my friend. I will Are you de- on there? Are you on Twitter? No, I'm not. Okay. All right. Just yeah. so I could tag you if you were. Um, I, uh, would, do you want me to send it to you in a private message or do you already, can you find it elsewhere? I've seen it somewhere in the, the rabbit and red world. If I don't have it, you can send it to me. Yeah. I will. I'll You've send it to you a little bit later tonight. But anyway, is there anything else that you want to plug or anything before we sign off? I no, just me and Michael J, producer Mike. We do Mind Jacked. Uh, currently, it's every other Tuesday. So uh, today's what the eleventh. So it's not this Tuesday. No. The no, following. It uh, it's, it's the eleventh. It's the twelfth. So it's, oh yeah, it's twelfth. Following Wednesday because near we're going to go Wednesday. Tuesdays. Okay, I wasn't sure. We hadn't talked about when that was going to start. So when's the next Mind Jacked? It'll be not this not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday will be Mind Jacked. So roughly the 22nd, whatever the... Tw- right. Yes. Yeah. Correct. I'm getting the calendar. I got a pimp. Got a pimp. Calendar. Where's my calendar? No. No. The 22nd. 
June 22nd is the next Mind Jacked. It's me, me, and producer Mike uh, doing our talking about whatever the hell we want to talk about. All right. We run the gamut, conspiracies, pop culture. Awesome. Whatever the hell we want to talk about. It doesn't matter. There's really no format for that one. We just want to yeah. just chat. We just catch up. And you know, awesome because like and and we there's got to be a part two of all this maybe not anytime real real soon within the next month or so but maybe before the end of the year we got to have you back for a part two just a conversation about all this and we got to get paul uh he paul wants to be a part of the next one with I us was, yeah dude paul had a lot of great points i enjoyed seeing his comments pop up i, I know we didn't stress all of them i would definitely i listen you let me know i will be available um, any anything to promote the Rabbit and Red brand? I'm in. I'm 100 percent in. Um, I'm thankful to Mike for asking me to to come in with you know starting the Mind Jack podcast to be involved with you. I've met Poe and uh, the other Cody. It's been a great time. Uh, you, uh, you, mean, know, you mean the less cooler Cody? Right? <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Until I talk to him, and then. You're yeah. going to be the last cooler Cody. Yeah, whoever, no. I'm just going to kiss up to whoever Cody I'm talking to. Yeah, which whoever you're a guest, whoever podcast you're a guest on, just kiss our asses, okay? You're the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's been Joey T. I'm Cripple Cody, and we will catch you on the next episode of Rabbit and Red Radio Network, uh, Cody's Hot Seat, whatever we want to produce next. That's up to producer Mike. Thank you for joining us. Joey, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, Cody. I will talk to you guys all later. Have a good night.
Sounds of David Bowie's song. Here's another one I could screw up. What is it? Am I gonna do this by myself? Yeah, you do it by yourself. Okay. Well, I think I'll try it in a different key. I'll try it in the normal key. Yeah. If it sounds bad, these people are just gonna have to wait. <laughs> lucky Land Slots asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.